We're gonna skate to one song, one song only. Get it. So today we're here with the highly esteemed. All right, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm, I'm trying to pull a chair. You know what I'm saying? Damn, I had a whole little intro. You fucked it up. man. I don't even want to do it no more. Y'all, <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all give me an intro. How about that? Since, since y'all, y'all ready? Nigga, you say you was running point, Tony Parker. I was, I was. So y'all, uh, you know. <laughs> Go ahead, buddy. Damn. You, you opposing team, shot blocking. Are we? 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 Are <laughs> Welcome back to the Sandbox Podcast. Yes, so got some special guests today. Chad and Matt from TRPE. How y'all doing? Good, good, good. It's your boy Pete Crack go. Cocaine, aka PD Crack. <laughs> the Rock. All right. All right. Doing PD Crack cosplay. Oh, crap. I mean, cosplay. Uh, cosplay. Oh, yeah. I mean, you started with flip side, so. <laughs> You got a little PD crack. You, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I can tell that lie, and enough people will be like, I see it. I can see it. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Money, what's up, nigga? I, ain't see, up, I feel like I ain't see you like about a month of Sundays and shit. What's up? It ain't been that long, bro. It, it's, it's been a minute, bro. It's been, a, it's been, a, it's been actually been about a month. Oh. It's September, bro. It's only the second day of September. <laughs> yeah, like, when the last time I seen you? Probably yeah. like the second week of August. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. How, how think how about the record? Um, every other weekend. Every other weekend. Okay, okay, okay. And exactly my point. This is almost. So I missed last weekend. That's why he being a little bitch right now. No, oh, I'll, I'll sound like just, a bitter baby mom. Yeah, you, yeah, you been before that. It's alright. He's still my man. <laughs> Money, okay. you about to be old, nigga. And about birthday coming up. In about twenty-one days. Yeah, why you gotta bring that up? Because you old, nigga. Uh, every time, every time somebody about to turn thirty, yeah. ask man, man, I did the same it's shit to him. You know what? It's cool. I'm embracing my, you know, my me getting older. So about time. I'm you proud of it. Do better. I'm proud days. of it. I'm, I'm very proud of it. <laughs> you say you about to be thirty? Yeah. So you was born in uh, 94? 93. 93. 93. Yeah, right. 93. Yeah, I'm 20, 83. Old nigga. Yeah, yeah, really. I I just 30? turned thirty-one. Yeah. In July. Yeah. Man. I remember my thirty. Early thirty. I was how? <laughs> <laughs> How was your thirty year birthday? Remember it? I was still a wild young teenager. Thirtieth birthday. What year was my thirtieth birthday? How old are you? I about to say, yeah. How old am I? Thirty eight. <laughs> so you figure birthday my thirtieth birthday was twenty eight, fifteen. Nah, fourteen. Okay, yeah. Because I was born eighty four. Oh yeah. So okay. fourteen. What the fuck did I do that year? I think that was one of the years where everybody was poor, so I just took myself. To <laughs> <laughs> With the Bob's big boy is that was No, in fact. I went to uh, Del Frisco's. Oh, all right. And I, I remember paying because no one, again, no one had any money. I was just like, yeah, just come on, let's go do something, man. We went to go eat down at uh, Del Frisco's. Paying for your own birthday dinner. That's, That's bullshit. I mean, you got to do what you got to do when nobody, you know, if them, if them phones ain't ringing, like, yeah, if them traps not getting, you know, called in, <laughs> you got to do what you got to do, man. Like, Damn, 30. It's crazy to think. Like, I'm about to be 10 years removed from that shit. Like, Yo, speaking of, man, man, remember Youth's birthday at Ruth Chris's? Yo, is you yeah. still on this show? So. <laughs> Yo, he's a, he's a silent yeah. contributor. So, all right, so this is what happened. So, so, so Youth moved down south. Youth is in Atlanta. Right. Mm-hmm. So, down in Atlanta, he has his own podcast called North to South. Right. So, we drop on the same network. So, under our feed, on one week, we drop in the... Following week he drops north to south on the same oh, on the same okay. podcast feed. It's okay. all on the Sandbox Network. 
Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. We was going to try to do the whole like virtual thing before he moved, but we figured it wouldn't be yeah, the yeah, same virtual product. Kind of stinks. Like it's it's not. It, it doesn't give you the same feel as in person because you don't really pick up on the nonverbal cues and right. sometimes it's like a delay on the audio. Yeah, the, the, stuff the, the, like the, that. Yeah, like, yeah I, a couple years ago, I was going to take a job overseas in uh, Abu Dhabi, and we contemplated that. Remember the whole mm-hmm. doing like how would the podcast work? Mm-hmm. And ultimately, you know, I went. That was when uh, Trump shut the government down. But long long story short, I'd apply for the clearance and because they shut the government down I couldn't get it so we never went through with it but we were con- contemplating like how do we do a show with me in another country you know mm-hmm. like he said the delay you know how you feeling today Matt yeah. Yeah. And it's but yeah um, you gotta be in person to do it so that makes sense I didn't know if he was still affiliated because yeah, no, when, yeah. oh, yeah, when he pulls over we usually make concert together or we find ourselves in the land of old no be on his John gotcha what the fuck was you gonna do in Abu Dhabi as a job uh, I had a situation lined up with the Department of Defense. My best friend works okay. for the Department of Defense, and uh, it's crazy. You know how like, 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 look at this guy. He doesn't. Look, <laughs> no, 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 no. He doesn't no. look that serious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if he just hold off and like, yeah, you know, I fly blimps for the military, you'd be like, huh? And that's kind of like my homie is like the most non-serious dude on the planet. But then you You're like talking about Jules? Yeah. Okay. But then you like, what you do today? It was like, oh man, you know, had to go out and repair these fucking military cameras for the Air Force in the middle of Iran. And you just like what? Nigga, you from Peru's like Yeah, but he uh he's like super dug in with all that shit. But I was gonna actually go into it. And uh, I had a contract offer and all that shit, but like I said, when Trump shut the... Remember that? That was like a 40-day shutdown yeah, for the government? Shutdown, yeah. They wanted me to go back through the whole process again because um, basically everything got wiped. Mm-hmm. And it's like a 147-page application you got to go... Damn. Yeah, it's damn. ridiculous. Yeah, to get an S, it's a F, SF-96. It's basically like a, a secret clearance on like military bases. But it's just ridiculous. They, they literally go and they interview your old neighbors and yeah. it's just, it's, it's like the most highest level of scrutiny you could go through on like a regular, you not a mercenary type level mm-hmm. of things. It's, it's ridiculous. And I, I, I got through all of it and I was just like, I'm not feeling that shit. <laughs> like, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm not doing that shit. Y'all niggas ain't got auto It's like you be mad when you go to fill out a job application and you upload your resume and, and that, that should be like yeah. job history. And you be like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> like, it's, yeah, like it's so, right there. Like, like shit. Well, I mean, like it go through every, like every, all your financial history, all your personal history. You got to list your last eight girlfriends that were actually your girl is. What? Girlfriends? Like actual people you were like involved with because they the whole thing is they gotta know if they can put their thumb on you like would you crack under pressure and oh, shit like oh that you know motherfuckers go over there and you like when you go to red zones and hot zones and yeah, shit like that like fun. you and you in it like in mm. it in it like you go to like Afghanistan or uh 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 Syria some crazy well, shit like, yeah like oh, you, right. you you know and he he did like Afghan like three years so you know he was in Jalilabad Kabul and <clears throat> Kandahar so it's like yeah when you get out there and them Jones it's like Motherfucker haul off and yo here go four hundred thousand. We need this topsy. Like they gotta know that you can't you know, crack food, under yeah. that. You know, so they they real big on like you know, do you drink DUIs and all that crazy? Like mm-hmm. just nothing you know coming up in your in your history and shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I felt like I could have passed this shit, but you just want to try and put the like, time in. I just it, it ultimately it was like yo, I got a situation here. I got my girl here. We got the podcast. I'm just like, do I really want to like? Chalk it 
Start and up in the, yeah. you know what I mean? And moving that shit. Abu you know? Dhabi, that's not like going to motherfucking Connecticut. I mean, <laughs> or Virginia, like, that's Abu Dhabi. Like, yeah, I went over there last year and I uh, visited him and shit. We went to Dubai, uh, Abu Dhabi, and uh, Qatar and shit. But, you know, ultimately, it just, it just wasn't meant to be. So I just, like, left it alone. He actually hit me recently. He was like, yo, they back picking up motherfuckers without clearance. So I'm like, yo, listen, Chad got about five more months to find some money in this shit. Fuck out of here. Like, but nah, man, all of, you know, I think everything works. Uh, what they would say, everything work, everything happens for a reason, mm-hmm. and it's crazy because it's like you look and like in that moment when that kind of fell because you figured that was what, what was that, seventeen or eighteen when the government shut down? Yeah, that's before the pandemic. Yeah, before the pandemic, pandemic yeah. but you figure when that happened, that was when we kind of like took our like next jump with mm-hmm. the podcast, like to where it was like. All right, we're gonna get serious. Really try to turn this into a revenue stream because at that mm-hmm. time, remember, we was just kind of mm-hmm. recording, like we was just doing it to be doing it, and you know and that didn't happen. And it was just like, all right, well, fuck it, I'm gonna be here. Let's do it. Um, so what finally made you? Because I, I I feel like um I'm a I'm a big ass fan of y'all podcast, mm-hmm. like a very big fan. Um, what finally made you like want to like put your all in and just get serious with it? What was it? Uh, how do you feel about that? Like, as far as your standpoint on it. My standpoint on it is we originally started the podcast as just, like, an extension of our everyday conversation. So it just started as, like, yo, we should start, you know, recording some of these conversations that we have in, like, you know, every day, whatever. I think Mm -hmm. it's interesting. I think people would care about it and people would, you know, flock to it or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. So we did first episode. We got 14,000 listeners. We thought the numbers was wrong. I'm like, it's no way. Like nobody yeah, cares about us that much. Yeah. Like this is yeah. this is crazy, and you know it just kind of all like you know built from there, and then we ended up going viral on our third episode, which was Migos for President, um, which probably got like seven. That was our third. It was mm-hmm. the third episode. Damn. So, Shit. So, so the algorithm before for uh, podcasts and stuff was like way different and like looser than it is now. And the reason why that episode went viral is because um, our network at the time, New Media, uh, had a rebroadcast set up. Where it was basically like we were catching um, like Amsterdam and the Netherlands like drive time on the rebroadcast or whatever. And for whatever reason, they had all of these people from that region of the world in Europe that were subscribed to this feed. And I'm like, whatever. All right, cool. So over time, it was like 300,000 downloads, 700,000 downloads, whatever, whatever, whatever. So that let me know like, oh, shit, not only can we do this, we can create content that like spans our initial, you know, core group of people that we was trying to reach, which was just like our region, Philly, Jersey, Delaware, yeah. whatever. And it was like we were having like little moments like that to where it's like people started to really kind of care about the show. And it became like a part of their routine. And we would have like time periods where like we would miss a week. We would miss 10 days, stuff like that. And people would be cursing us out. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, oh, y'all really care about this. That was my first like, message to you. I, yeah. I told you, y'all was falling off. Yeah. So it's like we, we would have these situations like that where it's like, yo, we became a part of people's, um, you know, weekly routine. It's yeah. like once upon a time we was dropping on Mondays. Then we was dropping on Sundays. Then we was dropping on Thursdays. Like, because we was all like recording around his work schedule at the time or whatever like that. So we was like bouncing around or whatever. And at one point um, around like 2019, uh, we kind of went on like a three-month hiatus. Uh, he basically kind of like quit the pod, but was like, we were still talking every day. Yeah. So it was like, you ain't really quit, but you, yeah, you, 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 you kind of quit. But, but I'm still talking to you every day. We're still having these same yeah. conversations. And at that time period, me and my man Justin, um, Justin Emery, who I call the pod father, we took 
uh, back all of our controls, meaning like, all right, we set up our YouTube channel. We got the watch time up on the YouTube so where it was monetized. We, um, you know, created our own RSS feed. We got a folder of all the past episodes to where we had all of the data in our control and in our hands. And that was kind of like the transition of, it's like, all right, now we have everything. What's the plan and what are we going to do with it or whatever? And during his break, I did two episodes. I did one with Pastor Carl, one with Dope Shows, whatever. Me and him got back on the same page. We started recording again. And then, like, that's where we started, like, to have, like, a strong push with, like, our merch and, like, branding, like, Media Mondays and stuff like that. And that consistency of basically starting from zero again together, it kind of wiped the slate clean. So it's like, fuck what you're going through. Fuck what I'm going through. Fuck whatever little, you know, lingering issues might be here. It doesn't matter. Let's just lock in and get his shit like a strong 24 months and see what it turns into. And then we started doing live shows. Then the pandemic happened. Uh, so we did our first live show. Pandemic happened. Canceled our second live show. Came back at the end of 21. Did our first private show. And then from there, we just been on a, on a, on a real run with, uh, you know, the combination of content, the guests that we got. We went viral a bunch of times. We did Umar. We did Smart. We did Core. Like, all of this different wish list stuff that we had started mm-hmm. to kind of, like, fall on our lap. And it was, like, one piece of content, but get another. Mm. Are you good, God damn! Like, I was over here yeah. like shit, man. Yeah. That boy, yeah. that boy, good. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. Sips water. No. Like, Drops mic. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, man. I, All I, right, that's it for today. I think in the in the grand scheme of things, um, there does come a moment where it's like, yo, what are we doing? You know, I think everybody has mm-hmm. that, yeah. especially when you're yeah. doing any type yeah. of like creating. And I talked about this recently. I don't know if I said it on a Patreon or if it was on Boss Talk or whatever, but like when you're creating, it doesn't matter what you're doing as a creative, making music, visual photography. If you're Mm. painting, doing art, poetry, Mm. writing raps, whatever, whatever, you might not get the recognition while you're alive. Yeah. And that's reality, and you got to be ready for that. Like, I can name you several creators who just didn't get acknowledged for the greatness that they did until they were gone. You might not get it while you're alive and not getting it where you go work a job, you get paid every Friday. Mm-hmm. You know what you're getting. And you get your five year, you get a plaque. You it's get your safe. 10 year, you get another plaque. You, it's, you, it's safe. It's predictable. You, you know what it like, is. And, you know, I think the the, 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 the balance of both of those, because I worked both of them for so long of mm-hmm. like, yo, I get I get recognition here if I if I don't just little shit like going to work where you don't call out for three months, you get a paid day off. Mm-hmm. You 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 work the year you get well, I used to get four weeks paid vacation you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. you get little shit like that you make it to ten years you get a day off with a lunch you make it to twenty years you get this you make it to thirty years you can retire and get a pension little watches you just have mm-hmm. all these little things that you know are coming where when you're creating you don't know what the it's fuck is around the corner you, don't know. you might risk. get punched in the face <laughs> you don't know what the fuck gonna happen when you That's walk outside tough. when you working for yourself and creating mm-hmm. and the duality of it all is a bit much to deal it's too much to deal with mm-hmm. so it does hit a point where you just like I either gotta jump in or I gotta leave this shit alone real shit Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of where I got. And I remember I told, remember that day we, we was up northeast. I came to him. I was like, "Yeah, I went on break from work." And I was like, "I'm not going back." And he was like, "You taking the rest of the day? The rest of the day off?" I mean, like, I was like, "Period. I'm, I'm not. Going back. I'm just, I'm just not going back." And he was like, "Give me like six months, man. Don't, don't quit today. <laughs> don't, don't quit today." And um, we kind of fell into we we attempted the tour and. 
I look at the tour like a success. For sure. I thought it, it was definitely a, was. I, I, like th- it was. I thought it was a success. We started out with six cities. We wound up having to cancel two, but the four cities we actually did pull the show up in bombed on them. Like, you know, yeah. I, mean, I thought they went very well. Crowd showed up, participation. People travel for People travel for I went, I went to Area One. No, like straight. Like, I thought they went off like without a hitch. Um, then, like he said, we started getting. For me, it was it was the acknowledgement of certain people in and around the city where that didn't happen the 13 years I drove the bus. You know what I'm saying? Like councilmen and councilwomen coming up to me in the street like, oh, man, they was playing your show the other day on the ride to Harrisburg. I I really enjoy your show or going to the rump and. Mike Morak, who's the, the the creating director of the Rump Tournament, is like, yo, you media, come let me get you a media pass. Like, did it like having shit like that was just like, y'all be listening to this shit. Like that was gay, <laughs> kind of fuck you up. And it's first. effortless too, cause it's yeah. something you just naturally good at. Right, both of y'all. Right, and we come on here and we kind of just, I'm gonna keep it a buck. When we started being like a hundred percent transparent with like everything, to me, that's when we reached a point of like. Oh, this ain't just nonsense. And I kind of had this conversation with somebody the other day. I'm like, yo, if you're going to like have an audience, your audience has to like believe in you. Mm -hmm. They have to like be willing to go through your shit with you. And there are people who don't like at times when we be so honest and so real about the shit that we be going through or dealing with or thinking or feeling. But it's the realest podcast ever. The fuck you want from me? Like there be days where I'm super high energy. There be days where I'm just like. Why the fuck he scheduled a show <laughs> knowing goddamn like there be days where I'm super happy, there be days where I'm super sad, there be days where I'm lethargic, there be days where I'm just like on on a on a high from whatever the fuck might be going on. And we hit we cut the mics on and we 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 talk about it, we deal with it. So that to me was the moment where it was like, yo, if we gonna do it, let's do it. Yeah. Let's realistically get on the mic and whatever the fuck you got going on, whatever I got going on, whatever we feeling, let's do it. And we had them shows where we make jokes and we can take whatever's going on in in, in uh, culture and give our perspective on it and give our thoughts on it. But them moments where we have like that, like that shit the other night with you on stage, that shit is like you can't pay for that type of content. Yeah. Like you, you, you just can't. You can't. That that's real and raw emotion. And I think that's when we hit the point where it was like when I started seeing us have those moments of me breaking down on the show, you breaking down on the show, us just completely being transparent with what we were dealing with. That was when I was like, "Now nah, let's do this shit." Yeah, people told us that we went from being entertainment to being a resource. Bingo. That was the other part of it. So mm-hmm. where it's like we went from. Who, what, when, where, why, how. Telling stories, talking about pop culture, uh, bringing on guests, stuff like that, to talking about our experiences. This one I'm going through with my credit. This one I'm trying to, this one I'm doing right now. I'm trying to buy a new car. This is how you buy, this is how you financially leverage to get a, a supercar, something that's $100,000 or more. Like, um, very specific dialed in stuff. And then we would have experts, quote unquote experts come in and then back up and say the same shit that we say to the point where stuff would go viral on social media. And people would be like, oh man, these motherfuckers trying to sell people the Qatar Airlines hack. Matt gave that out for free on the podcast. Like, yeah. like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, well, y'all been told us you can get multiple Amexes and this and this and you ain't charged me $750 to find out and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. To where it's like the things that we were saying started to actualize from other people and kind spaces because they caught up to the shit that we was doing six to 12 months prior mm-hmm. or whatever and to our audience that were living it and doing it and benefiting from it it's like yo i'm paying you 20 dollars a month at the time to do for patreon but you just got me thirty thousand dollars in credit, in credit. Exactly. like exactly i done paid for my membership 
52 times over. Like, what the fuck I'm complaining about? Yeah, and, about? It, and it wasn't done out of a place of, like, again, trying to sell something. No. You were just telling your story. I, I was Literally, just really you was. Like, I heard, ass, heard that episode. Yo, like, you were telling my, your story. My, my credit was, like, shot. And we would just have conversations amongst mm-hmm. us of, like, because his credit was shot at one point. And we was I'm literally. Sure it was a $4.99. Dog, like, you're, you're going to need amazing. Seriously. And we just like having a conversation one day in my crib about like, do this or try to get this off the crib. And I'm like, yo, I'm like, yo, cut the mics on. And we just started talking about the shit, and the shit works. And we just started mm-hmm. digging for information or whatever. And. You know, I looked up and it was like my credit was like a 780 and I was just getting approved for every fucking thing. Like to the point where I was knocking off high tier credit cards. I was getting cars left and right. And it's just like, oh, shit. And then people started like seeing me out and being like, yo, man, I just got approved for BMW listening to y'all. I got approved for a crib or I just got my girl, my my girl, 20,000 from Amex. And I'm just like. And you were just telling a story. talking. Yeah. like and, 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 And. when when I when I went through the whole uh, weight loss joint and I talked about that on the show, mm-hmm. so many people reached out to me and was just like, "Yo, the the shit you talk about dealing with or the shit you talk about struggling with, I went through that and I never had no outlet." And I think I told him we was at the live show the other day. Dude came up to me and was like, "Yo, man, I just want to thank you, yo, for like helping me change my life." And I'm just like, "What are you talking about?" And he was yeah, just I'm like. He was like, yo, man, like, I was in a bad space. I was about to do some bad things to somebody. And he was like, I was in the car. I cut on your fucking podcast because my man always played. And I, I listened to the story you told about that microwave with Crazy Lou. And I was in there cracking the that fuck up. That was a good up. job. Yeah, he's like, I was in there cracking the fuck up so much that it, like, lightened my day. And I just, it, like, just, it, it brought all my emotions yeah. down. And I didn't do that shit. And my life has, like, flipped around since that moment. I, I just thank you so much for that. Hey, I'm, I'm just like, y'all don't even know what this, what this like, I, like, should I get this nigga some money? Like, I don't know what the fuck this is. Buy a drink? Yeah. What is going on? Yeah. But, but you have moments like that where, and you know, Philadelphia is a place where, quote, unquote, you don't want to be Joe and you don't want to do too much. Yeah. But I'm, I, like, I go out and people can't, like, wait to tell me. Yeah. What they thought or what they felt or what emotion got evoked or what what was triggering or what was this from some shit that we said doing this. Yeah, I think our transparency disarms people. Yeah. yeah. To the yeah. point where it's like they feel like they like like they know us. And I, I, I was going to say that before I met y'all, I feel like I knew y'all. Yeah. Like I, I, I yeah, literally feel like I knew y'all. He talked oh, about sure. everything. I talked about my mom being a teenage parent. He talked about losing his mom to the point where he broke down on the show. Yeah. Like we, mm-hmm. we've just had these, you know, just various moments for a number of different reasons that all like resonate with people, and mm-hmm. and the way that we um, present people also is something that I think people really like are endeared to us about. Like the fact that like we our number one goal in creating content with outside people or like interviews and stuff, we don't embarrass our guests. Yeah, you, you said that. Even That's if they, des- even rule. If they deserve it. Number you know? one rule, y'all say yeah, that. Even if motherfuckers just completely just ridiculous. Like we don't we don't embarrass like, our I, guests. I, I look at and and to be all the way frank, neither one of us have done media training. We've never went to any type of communications program or any of that type shit. But I just throughout my whole life would always get people like, yo, you need to be on the radio. You funny as shit and you tell stories. Well, you need to be on the radio. And it'd be like, what the fuck radio? I'm like, you know what I'm saying? What you say? Pooch man. Like, how, the fuck, how the fuck I'm going to get Pooch man? Yeah. I'll get dragged. Yeah. Like, yo, what the fuck I'm going to get Pooch man? got it man. Yeah. And so for this to happen and us to start doing this and even when we started doing the interview thing, I remember like, our first interview we did was on some like where it felt like a real 
interview yeah. where it was yeah. like, we don't know this person. This person has never met us, never. Because, you know, we had AO. Prior to that, we was kicking it with our homes. Yeah. We had AO, we had Clint Cole. AO, had Spank. Clint, Spank, mm-hmm. Kurt, fucking uh, uh, Love, Kev, Jules, Scooter. Ross, Scooter. Like, you just had motherfuckers we know and have been around. Pastor Carl. Like, you just got people yeah. you know. No, yeah. But it was like, when we started doing shit like going to interview Chris Gotti, like, we don't know the Gotti's at, was, at all. That was a major moment. And we sat down with him in New York, and it's like, Chris Gotti ain't no, like, play around motherfucker. This nigga ran a $100 million company and done beat the feds. And I, and he sit down with us to the point where, like, he's quoting our shit. Yeah. And we're joking and having all this little back and forth to the point where, like, even remember Dan dropped it out, picked the gun up. Like, you know, like, and we got this, this way of making it feel like it's not an interview. We more so kicking it. And I remember my shout out Ra. He works for uh, Bill Simmons over at the Ringer with Spotify. And Ra like was hitting us up for interview advice. And I'm like, why are you asking me, nigga? And he's like, because y'all do. good at interviews. And I'm, do. I'm like, nah. Like, you go ask a real interview. He's like, nigga, y'all real interviewers. He's like, y'all are it's phenomenal it's at job, this yeah. shit. He's like, I'm trying to get on y'all level. And I'm like. And what level we on? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy yeah. how yeah. humble y'all are. Like, y'all are really like humble as shit, yo. I don't really. Y'all are very humble. And, and, and I'm going to be, be honest, and this ain't even like some whatever, uh, what they call it, um, uh, when something just happens. Uh, current event? Current, not current event, but like when you react to something new. Uh, what the fuck is the term? Uh, recency recency bias. bias. Like, it's not even like some recency bias shit. We did an interview with Michael Nutter. Yeah, yeah, yeah I just saw that. That was a that was a good show. That was a great interview. And, 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 and no interview. bullshit, Michael Nutter, who for for let's just keep it real. For most of Philadelphia, it's like a very thin line between mm-hmm. the love and hate because of mm-hmm. certain things like the stop and frisk yeah. and all of that type yeah. of shit that went on. They used to call the man Michael Never Been Black Nutter. Right. He, he was looked at as, yeah. Yeah, he was, yeah. And like he o- said, Uncle Tom, and but, like, yeah. like he said about having a certain way with our guests, we could have sat him down and said crazy shit, had a moment where he probably decided, you know what, I'm getting up and I'm walking the fuck out of this joint. But we were able to like bring this like calm humanized aspect to him to the point where I had somebody I never seen in my life the other day older black man literally I'm walking out of the parking lot at the pet store he rolls his window down and was like yo you got the show on YouTube and I'm like yeah, I think that's what you're talking about. Because, you know, I don't know if he's talking about killing Mike. Yeah. I don't know what about. But I'm like, yeah. He was like, yeah, man, I, I watched your show. You had Dr. Umar on. I thought y'all was really good with him. And and uh, last week, y'all had the mayor on, Michael Nutter. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, yo, I always thought he was like a piece of shit. But man, God damn. yeah, yeah, that's what he said. He was like, older black man, say older, older black man. I thought that motherfucker like shit. He looked like that nigga Bobby. Yeah. But he was like, yo, y'all, y'all changed my whole opinion on that man. Mm-hmm. Me too. He, he was yeah. like everybody. No, for sure. I give you all that. He was, I caught myself like, man, I, I hang out with this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Cool. like it was. It definitely yeah, was a point cause. in the interview. It was definitely like that. And I just was like, I told Man Man the other day, I was like, yo, I was watching the John, and I thought Michael Nutter was like so like stuck up and things like that. Yeah. It was like to a point where he was telling a story or something like that, and he was saying like how he was telling his wife or something like he like going through the way he did it. He was like. He ran to me and was like, yeah, yo, you know, I've been there with you everywhere. Shut the fuck up. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Just like shut the fuck up. I'm like, Mike Cuss? I was yeah. like, what the hell is oh, yeah. going on Mike here? Cuss? So it just was like, 
the that best part of it, crazy. The, the craziest part is the best part of the interview that nobody even peeped because we're laughing so hard that no one really heard it. When he told the story about looking for the aux core in the beast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, you realize, like, this is a politician who ran, like, the fifth largest city in the country. Yeah. And he's just so West Philly black and just, like, one of yeah. us that it's like, I don't give a fuck about having a presidential a, motorcade. Give me the aux Give me the aux nigga. And if, if, he, if you watch it or listen to it and you hear him say under his breath, when we both laugh, like, oh, you looking for the aux? He was like, I'm looking for the aux cord in this joint. And I was like, yo, oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah, hit that, that joint perfect, like the yeah, joint, yeah, perfect. And that I'm was like, sincere. I think it was yeah. crazy. He was like, and uh, he I, had a whole playlist. Yeah, okay. that, like straight up. Yeah. And my, my, Songs I would have played for. Yeah. Yeah. That's some real nigga. That's some real nigga shit. My, my homie, his aunt know him from back in the day, and she was just like, yeah, like you, you, you don't really understand. Like we look at older black people who like kind of like get off my lawn or get off my steps as yeah. blacks, but yeah. you don't realize like if you was black in the sixties and seventies. Everybody was pretty much like around. And you yeah. hear Michael Nutter, who yeah. you kind of thought was like green, is like, no, because I remember when Style Street was worn, and I remember what it was yeah. like. I tell motherfuckers all the time, nigga, I got a master's from UCLA, nigga, that's University of Corner Large. Like, that's how old black <laughs> yeah. men talk. Yeah. Like, he set us up for that dumbass riddle. We yeah. all fell right <laughs> into it. Yeah, but. And you realize, like, oh no, he not green or he not a weirdo. He he, that nigga was at work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People have a thing like you at work. They be forgetting, like, nigga, I'm at work, nigga. Yeah. Like, and you hear him say it, like, he's like, every now and then when I was on a campaign, somebody would lean in, like, yeah. I remember you from the impulse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. the mic. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say, even at home working at a, at a at a club, I'm like, yeah, what? Michael Nutter <laughs> at a club, yeah. like, my grandma told me that shit. used to be in the impulse, but like you say that. That shows how small like the black community was back then. Your uncle knew Michael Nutter. And it's funny, the the old head the other day was just like, yo, when he said the Mixed Master Mike, it's like, I can remember seeing in the impulse, because he was like, as soon as they said the carpet on the club, I'm like, nigga, that's the impulse. (laughs) He was like, I I knew the name and knew the, he's like, I swear to God, I never put two and two together that Mixed Master Mike was. So he's like, I'm listening to this shit like, God damn. And it's like, doing that and having people tell me that I changed some their opinion on somebody is like, damn, maybe I am good at interviewing. Maybe he is good at it. Like, maybe we are good at this shit. And that you have those moments that, like, reassure you, like, all right, we, we making the right decision. We doing the right thing. We hooping. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, he, we, 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 he, we, he got we, it all we, up. We where we supposed we got to it all up. Right. So besides Mike, what was y'all, like, favorite interview? I was going to ask you that. I mean, I always say to Jay Petty, and if that, like, you know, it, it's certain interviews that stick out. I'm not going to lie. The last one we did with Clint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was, was very, right. very good. We, we hit a lot of butt. We touched a lot of uh, topics in that. Touched show. a lot of different things in that. And then me and Clint had our moment at the end. Um, Omar Tate. Um, I was about oh, to say, Omar Tate, we we kind of like, it because it was just so. Omar Tate, who, who was the he? The chef. Again? The chef. Okay, yeah, that was a good yeah. one. That was That's good one. one of those interviews That's where it's like, one. if we had the setup, we'd have both sat with our legs folded. Yeah, because it was very sixty <laughs> minutes. Cool. That's how it and, felt. And the, the thing is with Omar Tate, where I look back now a little bit and cringe is that he was more prepared than we were. Mm. We were we were so in awe of his answers that in real time we like, oh goddamn, yeah. like, yeah. like, hold on, let me let me get my question to go. Like yeah. we were kind of, um, you know, we were kind of. Uh, <laughs> Fanboying a little bit, almost <laughs> like to where it's like we weren't prepared for him to be as prepared as he was because a lot of our prior interviews was so loose mm-hmm. that it's like you don't expect somebody to come in so buttoned up yeah. the way he, that he, he was. He was giving answers that were just like so like 
like refined. He was. No, yeah, I, I listened to like, it. There was you, very like well put together yeah. answers. Everything he answered yeah. was uh, like, like you was know dressed you go up. To, like houses and they got like ground pepper. Then you go to them, like bougie blacks and they got the like the, the pepper. Yeah. Yeah. Olive Garden Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he was super duper refined. You did yeah. did you listen to Ti or the Breakfast Club recently? No, I didn't watch it. Ti, they asked him when he decided he was going to be king of the south. Mm-hmm. Did you know you was going to start so much controversy with it? And Ti was like, "Well, you know me, I fuck with everybody from down the way." He's like, "You know, I didn't want to offend Scarface or or, or UGK or this that, that." So he's like, "I made it a thing to like go to like all the big dogs from the different areas of the south." So he's like, "I went to Luke in, in Florida. I went to UGK in Port Arthur. He's like, I went to Scarface in Houston. I, he's like, shit, I went to motherfucking uh, what did he say? He's like, I went to God." Oh, Eight ball MJG in Tennessee. Yeah. He was like, and everybody was just like, man, shit, you, nigga, you want to do that shit? Do it. I don't give a fuck. This shit don't mean nothing to me. He's like, UGK ain't care. My fucking Scarface, Scarface said, shit, I don't want to be the king, nigga. You king. I don't want that shit. He's like, Luke. Yeah. Luke like, man, we, man, we, we, we going to strip club. <laughs> he was like, didn't nobody give a fuck. He was like, He's like, and the last motherfuckers I wanted to ask was in my city was Outkast because it's Big Boy and Dre. Like, that's mm-hmm. Outkast. Like, I sat them down. He's like, I asked Big Boy, Big Boy, like, shit, nigga, you want to be the king? Just remember, they come, they come for the king. So you got to be ready for that shit. He's like, okay, cool, Big Boy, don't care. He's like, I asked Andre, yo, you care if I say I'm the king of the South? He said, Andre was like, what does it mean to be king? <laughs> <laughs> that's an Andre answer, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. He said, well, let's examine Proper what it means to be shit. king. <laughs> 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 Andre hit you with this esoteric yeah. answer. Yeah. <laughs> but then you're like, damn, do I want to be the king? Yeah. Like, like, but that's how Omar Tate was answering questions. Yeah, like he hit you back with a an, with a with a question in his answer that you wasn't prepared. Yeah, for. you just like, oh shit, yeah. I, I don't know what to do this one. Yeah. To that point, yeah. he was used to interviewing like rappers and our homies, yeah. and shit like that. So it's like, yo, you have somebody that come in here super buttoned up, but it's like he's a he's a street nigga for all intents and purposes that turned his life around. Mm-hmm. Talked about getting shot. Talked about fucking being from Wayne Avenue and all of that shit. I know that strip. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I got a lot of homies that come from right there in that hundred of Wayne Avenue where he comes from. My old head used to control that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's like, yo, to know that he came from that, tra- got shot, transformed his life, uh, put himself through culinary school to the point where now you get recognized by Esquire Magazine as the 2021 chef of the year. You get Time Magazine's people to watch for 2022. And you you had uh, I forget what was the like one of the culinary magazines said he did the most important restaurant pop up in history mm-hmm. mm. because he told problems. a story he told the story of slavery through food yeah mm. wow you see what I'm saying yeah, so it's like so uh, he's man. always going to be like I, I want to redo that interview I, now, it, it is funny date. now that you're saying it I'm thinking about it that was like our first interview where it was like we don't know this person mm-hmm. and they came through that was even before all the other shit yeah, the that Gotti, was like six that. months before the uh, Gotti, Chris Gotti yeah that was the one where it was I, it, yeah damn cause even with Gotti we we held our own and we got yeah, a real yeah, good yeah. story out of him but yeah the Omar Tate John, it's funny cause I told you I'm re-listening back to old yeah. episodes and I listened to it recently it was like it was it was definitely like two or three Jones where I caught I was like oh, what the fuck am I talking about <laughs> <laughs> why I say that stupid shit because he, he like you said he was telling the story of like he he asked us one of the questions like were we familiar with something and I was just like oh yeah, that's what they use for grilled cheese he was like no no <laughs> <laughs> like, like I was just completely off <laughs> grilled cheese yeah <laughs> but he yeah Omar Tate was definitely a a good. He's a he was a better guest than we were interviewing. Exactly. So it's so it's one. one of my favorites because of him, yeah. not because of us. Yeah. And we, you said prior to, to 
like doing an interview. Like, y'all didn't know him, right? At all. At all. It was I just, just blankly reached out to him. I kept seeing him popping up, whatever, whatever. Um, you know, uh, I was on the TRPE page on the gram. I kept seeing him popping up and this and this, and I dug into his story. I'm like, oh shit, like yeah. this is a young black guy from you know from Germantown, away, or whatever. Yeah, that got yeah. like this incredible story that nobody's telling, but he's getting all his mainstream media attention, but nobody in the city is like is telling his story. And I hit him up, and he was immediately with it. We closed that interview in like a week. So I talked to him like one Wednesday. The next Wednesday he came, and we did the interview, whatever. And it was just like he was phenomenal. We were like a C plus, but he yeah. was he was all like we. I we asked fair. good questions, Yo, but like our reaction to some of his to some of his answers was like we wasn't prepared. Like you know, you just not ready for like a, a, a answer. Like you you ask your homie, "Yo, uh, you know how you feel about me dating Shorty?" And he take it like Going so far left, and then you just like. <laughs> Like you, are you a therapist, nigga? Yeah, like, what the answer, though? Answer, yeah. nigga. Like, what yeah. the fuck? And, that, and that's kind of what it was. And, and he was the. We were legit spellbound a couple yeah. of different times. And as time went on, you kind of like, you do get more comfortable with it, and you get more of like a. Because in the moment, we thought that was like our pinnacle. Like, yeah. oh, we just killed yeah. that. No, we didn't. Yeah. Like, we <laughs> asked good questions, yeah. but we are. But our the the packaging and all of the like, you know, we like you preparing a dish, all of the the plating and all of that wasn't right. Like, do but, you, do you have an interview of ours that you don't like? Uh, I don't want to say it because that's my friend, but uh, the Black <laughs> Poppy interview was so bad. I forgot all about it. <laughs> it was so bad. I don't think it was. But it got it. It did numbers. It wasn't, like, it wasn't bad. It did numbers. It wasn't y'all y'all best, but it wasn't. It wasn't bad. He his and and, and 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 that also I can take credit. That was our fault that it came off the way it did. He waited there for an hour. We had hired like an outside yeah, camera crew, that was the camera and they was situation. going written equipment and this and this and this. And good enough guys, they support us to this day and all of that shit. But like. Between that and Sean Cotton, it was just like, bro, like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Like, yeah. y'all need to go back to shooting music videos, whatever, because shooting podcasts yeah. ain't it. And they basically, uh, they they took like literally seventy minutes or whatever compared to we told them noon. They got there at one ten, and so he sat for like an hour, or whatever. And because that's my friend, he was patient, whatever, whatever. But I think by the time the interview started, he was, he was already ready to go. Yeah, he was burnt out. Uh, hey, I'm gonna keep it a buck. You know what, John? I don't like looking back on it because I listened to it again. Crip Mac. Yeah, it wasn't that good. I, I didn't. I, and I, it's funny, but this is something you got to do, and this is like for all creatives. You really have to figure out your niche, mm-hmm. like your lane, mm-hmm. your thing. And I realized, like, I guess even in that episode, like, I remember it was like a big deal because we kept talking about him on the show. Everything around it was better than the product itself. And then we went to LA. We went out there for the Drake Kanye concert and we got out there and shout out day one. We we wound up linking with Crip Mac and that nigga really pulled up and, you know, pulled up, tried to put me in the gang and all that crazy ass (laughs) shit. shit. Yeah, he tried to, he was like, you a big motherfucker. Let's let's go out in the street. I'll put you in the set. I'm like, no, no. no. <laughs> no. I'm put you in the set. No. I will call the LAPD. Like, what, nigga? Nigga, in your heartbeat, nigga? No, you will go to jail, hey. Mr. Mack. Yeah, yeah. Nine one one, nigga. That's a whoa. But you you realize that like he's so much of a like a like a a, a character, like so much of an antic. Yeah, and we aren't. Yeah. yeah. So it just it and I, you know I, I've had a conversation with him recently. Like there are certain like characters and antic driven people. 
I just I want no part of because I know it's just not going to come off right. It's going to be a disconnect. And it's like and unless we come in there with an agreement between us and the guests that like we're going to do like a funny Marco yeah. Bobby Altahoff like style interview. It's not even worth it to do the shit because it's like we sitting here like, all right, so tell me about when you was growing yeah, up. Yeah. It's like, nobody gives a fuck about right, that. Right. Because like, it's, just, it's just it's just not what we do. So when you look at the situation like Nutter or Jay Petty or Chris Gotti or Rod, DJ Boogie, Buck. Those are real good conversations mm-hmm. yeah. as opposed to us bouncing off the wall and trying our hardest to do crazy shit for the sake of. It's impre- not your. It's just that not us. That's just not what the and fuck to we their do. Credit, the and we don't want it. It's the, the, it's the, the thing. The, the right. audience called us out about it. Not our audience, but his audience was like, oh, man, y'all just some niggas that pay for an interview. And I'm like, damn, they got us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the jig is up. <laughs> you call me right hand. <laughs> hey, I paid Crip Mac $555. Yeah. <laughs> That's it? Yeah. yeah. But, but from that, we actually became cool. Like, yeah. I started talking to Crip Mac, like, every day and shit. You know what I'm saying? Because we was the only, we was the, at the time, it was the first East Coast people to interview him. So it's like other mm-hmm. stuff came yeah. from it. You right. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We got attention. We fucking, monet- the video was monetized. It did like 50,000 views. Like, yeah. so that was cool. We trended on, I think on TikTok, whatever, with the clip. It's talking about, you want to fuck Kim Kardashian. So it's like every interview, we extract something of value. But the product itself, that 28 minute interview, whatever it is, it's not good. Yeah. So which interview did the most numbers, y'all think? Oh, numbers Umar. or Umar. 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 Umar? Not even close. Yeah, Umar. That was a good job. Even him, y'all paint him in a, in, a, in a different light. Yeah. Like, I thought he was this and he's actually that. Like, yeah. it, it was good. And we had, we had, um, that was like, that's, that's our best month in the history of our company was January. So we had Umar, we had, um, Core, and we had Smart. Smart. Back yeah, to back to back. That was a good job too with Smart. Yeah. That was a good job. Back to back to back. It wasn't long enough. Yeah, I, listen, I was gonna crack smart head over. <laughs> I, I was in. I was, a lot of people don't know this shit. He was so, in the car. I was so. We were, so we we in New York and we record at uh Wheezy What the Fuck Studio from Horrible Decisions. I love we, Wheezy. We in New Wheezy, York. What the fuck? We actually got some free. Uh, I love you, Wheezy. Yeah, yeah we got fuck. some time for free up there. We are gonna come. Use yeah, anybody that. in New York want to do an interview? Yeah, let us know. Yeah, we got yeah, some time. time. But we we recorded her joint all the time when we up there, and we were there. I can't remember the exact time, but let's just say the time we were supposed to record was 7 o'clock. Yeah, we were right? there 30 minutes before. We were there at 6.30. Yeah. Now, again, I'm making these times up, but just giving you the basics. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. it might have been 6 or 4. Or, yeah, I can't yeah, remember. Yeah. But let's say we, we was there. The, the, reco- the recording was booked from 7 to 8.30. It was an hour and a half, right? Mm-hmm. That's what time we were booked to record. We got there at 6.30. Mm-hmm. We came from Philadelphia, right? Philadelphia, me, him, and Dan. To New York. To New York. New York City. Not like the... We weren't in Newark. It wasn't Jersey. <laughs> like, we, like, we was in you New... To, you had to cross the bridge, pay that toll. Yeah, like, her shit is in... Like, on Canal Street. Like, yeah. in oh, New York City. Yeah. Oh, in Lord York, Manhattan. Manhattan. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. damn. So, we, we in New York. We there. We on time. You know, it's, we there 6.30. 6.45, 6 6.55. We like, yo, where the... You know, they know the shit's 7 o'clock. So, he... Because the whole way up... They're hitting me like, yo, y'all brothers on the way, da 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 what's y'all estimated time? To- oh, yeah, we good, this and this and that. All right, cool. So at that point, I stopped. I don't have We nothing. good. Right. We good. We talked. Like, so we get there, 7 o'clock hit. We just chilling. So, like, we like, you know, they had this whole big set. We like, let's let's, let's just take some pictures. Fuck it. Like, we start taking pictures, yeah. cool pictures, whatever. 7.10, 7.15. I'm like, yo, um, 
Hit them. See what's going on. He hit him. Was like, oh yeah, no, nah, we had some shit going on. We had it to you right now, baby boy. We be right there, baby boy. Definitely New York. Definitely New York, baby boy. We right there. I'm about to get off in Manhattan. Yeah, we we on the Van Wick Yo, or wherever the fuck New yeah. Yorkers be. So. 720, 725, 730, 735. I'm like, yo, um, the fuck is going on? <laughs> so I'm like the engineer chilling over there where he at. So we like, yo, is anybody booked in here for like address? He was like, yeah, I actually got somebody booked at 845. So we like, Nigga. all right, it's 735, 740, 745. He calling me back, yo, the, the, the Van Wick is crazy, dude. And all this crazy shit. Son. Son, listen to son. Like, all this shit. And we like, man, where the fuck y'all niggas at? We came from Philly. We've been here for an hour. Like, what the fuck? So at this point, I'm very... One thing I'll say that I do appreciate about him, he's very get-it-done person. That's your MO. That's your... that. I don't know if it's the worked in corporate, but I, it's funny. It might be it. Because you know be when it. you work in corporate, you don't have, like, hours. You yeah. salary. Yeah, yeah. Me, I worked hourly my whole life. So yeah. it's like, when I'm nigga, off, off too, nigga. Yeah. I, like, when I'm off, I'm off. I'm that, I still okay, carry I, I that you. mentality at times. My sales manager, when I work for Enterprise Fleet, always used to tell me, we judge on results, not effort. Right. You can put as much effort in as you want. That's fine. What are your results? So it's like, if, so if you're not getting the results you want, you need to put more effort in, basically. Yeah, in. and he's very, very, we, we going to find a way when there ain't a way. And I'm very, like, ain't um, no way. So I'm <laughs> So I, we sitting in the studio. You remember, I was like, give me a dead time. If they're not here at that moment, you're done. You're out. Out. I'm out. Because now, real quick, not to cut you off, now... The other people that are supposed to be there for the next they session, yeah. they're, they're, they're there. They're just on some early shit. We we just around. We was selling yeah. incense, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so we just here. You know what I mean? Philly shit. You need some Seamoss? <laughs> 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 I got the honorable mango Seamoss in my backpack. Honorable mango. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they start trickling in. Hey, so yo, honorable now, mango. Now we having like fellowship the with them. Honorable we're mango. Yeah, oh yeah, we're talking about oh, where y'all brothers from Philly. Are oh, we from Brooklyn? We from Bronx. Yeah. This, this, and this. Because it's basically like four different people that do this show together, and then another one of them that did a show by itself. Right. right. So we talking to them. All like, oh yeah, we got the smart guy coming. Da, da, da. They're like, I don't think we know him. This, this, and this. Seven fifty come. No wait, well you you jump because I asked him. I'm like, what's give me the time you done? He was like. 750. If they not here about 750, we talking it. I'm like, all right, cool. And you can see you can see it in his face, uh, like, please let these niggas. And I'm looking at the clock like nigga, please don't Nigga, don't show up. Duh, please. That shit was at 749. I'm retightening my shit. I'm not gonna go home. That shit hit 750. I'm like, I'll see you in the car. I'm out. I'm lingering like, all right, maybe they gonna come in while we come. So I come downstairs. I come the fuck outside. I get Dan, Dan had his truck right in front of the studio. I, I get the passenger side of the truck. I'm texting them in the grill like, "What the fuck y'all waiting for? We gonna eat? Like, why y'all still go, nigga. So they, him and Dan come down. As him and Dan come down, you see the Benz truck pull up. Another truck pull up. The nigga smart is like hanging on the side of the truck like a fireman. Like a New York nigga. Like, like he's, he's hanging like, like the whole thing. He, he outside. <laughs> he's hanging off the side of the truck like he got the He's hanging off the side of the truck. So wait, the nigga's not in the truck at all. He's like, no, he's, 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 he's on the pedal. He's standing 
doing a pedal like the jaw, the pedal jaw, hanging on to the rack like the roof rack. So I was just like, yo, what the? I was like, this gotta be this nigga. He pulled the fuck up. He's like, yo, and you've seen the way he talked, super New York, super. He's like, yo, yo, I'm sorry, baby. There's so much going on, man. My brother had this. My say, man, was just, yo, we here though. Let's get it done, baby. I'm like, I'm in the car with the window, like, I'm talking to the cops. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you done missed your man. We done. We roll. So at this point, Chad and Dan come out the the, the yeah. studio. He stopped and was like, "Come on, baby, don't leave. You you letting the devil win? You you can't. <laughs> not, not the devil. devil. Not the devil. <laughs> New York niggas. He, he said the devil works overtime. Yeah. God works all the time. Yeah. 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 You, you, you can't let the devil win. Yeah. It's gonna be so, worth it, man. I'm about to bless y'all. So, uh, so when he said you can't let, that's when I got annoyed. I rolled the window. And I'm like, the devil has won. <laughs> I'm the devil, nigga. We out. <laughs> So he was like, no, nah, baby, no, nah, we can't do that. Come on, we gotta go back upstairs. So he Chad come over to me, was like, look, I know you pissed, man. Let's <laughs> fuck it. Let's just do, let's just knock something out. We it's it's eight o'clock. We got this shit till 8 30. Let's just try to get 30, a half hour. Minutes. Fuck it. I'm like, oh, man. And, and it's so crazy because I'm like, if I don't go back up there, I can't even leave. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even leave. <laughs> I'm about to fucking go. Yeah, I gotta sit the fuck here. I can't go nowhere. So I get the fuck out. We come back up the elevator. And no, we on the elevator. And it's, it's quite. He not saying nothing. I ain't saying nothing. Dan ain't saying nothing. But Smart is just, yeah, we about, we about to tear this motherfucker up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to bust this shit, man. Y'all know what the fuck about to happen for y'all. Oh, motherfucker in here, motherfucker with TRP, the realest pie. Yeah, so we come spicing up. y'all. Yeah. <laughs> we come up the elevator. He's screaming <laughs> and hollering and shit his way down the hallway, whatever, whatever. We get in the joint. The. Shout out to each one, teach one podcast, because that's yes, the podcast man. of the New York guys. They were like, hey, man, we get it. Things happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know how it be. You know what I'm saying? You go, just go, just go ahead and, and, and start doing y'all drum, man. Just let it rock. He looked out. So we asked the engineer, we like, you cool with it? He was like, I, I'm, I, I get paid every hour. I'm like, all right, cool. We go in, we start the interview with Smart. And it was just like, I'm, I'm gonna keep it a buck, like, cause I was pissed. Remember, I, mm-hmm. I was like, I, you, you talk about. I'm just like, yeah, nigga. So, uh, like, I'm on that joint. But he was just so much of like a like a beacon of like. He got a crazy dope. energy. Yeah, he got crazy energy. It was within like the first two minutes. Crazy he just energy. disarmed me, and we. Just, I, I said, all right, so we doing this. I took my jacket y'all, off. Like, y'all didn't talk. He he. That yeah, nigga, he, he just ran started it. going. He and ran it. The conversation got so good once we got to like the different figures around New York and him talking about Jay-Z and Marcy Projects. And it got so dope that like the other podcast came into the studio. Mm-hmm. So now we in the studio. It's Chad, me and Smart, Engineer, Big Dan. They all four of them came in with they guests. Like they came in and he was just like, Yeah, no, come in the studio, man. Let's, let's all get in here. We got a politic and we got a do 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 do. And they were like, We like, yo, we know we holding y'all up. And they like, we don't, yo, y'all so good, y'all fucking up so much, just go. We don't even care. Like they like, yeah, we we just we won't even record. And I'm just like, what? And that was what happened. And that conversation yeah. just happened and they wound up like really politicking with us and we we then they, they ended up bringing him back on their they, show they, and he, all that. He did they yeah. show and we all started following each other. And I still I saw that the main one just got fucking mad, uh, engaged. Like they, it it became like a whole thing. And they was like, "Yo, y'all killed this interview so bad. We not even recording. We in going this room. another room. We going another room. Y'all let flame to this shit. We not even recording." <laughs> it, was, it, was, it turned out being a good ass night. And it was funny because we was walking out. We went to get on the elevator and shit. And Smart was like kind of quiet for a second, which was not. The nigga not quiet. We came out. We got on the elevator and shit. He was like, 
Smoke that. I smoked that shit. I told you I was gonna you, baby. I was like, shut the fuck up, nigga. But that was a that I smoked was, that shit. That was a fun ass night. That was a fun ass interview. That was yeah. that was cool as shit. Shout out to Smart for that. That was like I said. That was one joint. I feel like should have should have. But been, like, we, it was, we missed yeah. uh, literally like we got there at six thirty. They we didn't start that shit till eight o'clock. And it's crazy because we could have done all we could have done six thirty to, to yeah, yeah eight thirty. Like, you know, we wound up. I think it was like fifty minutes or whatever it was. So it wound up, you know, mm-hmm. being cool. Like we made we made lemons out of what they say lemonade like, out of lemonade. lemonade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it ended up trending later. Like yeah. the, like he ended up like we was kind of ahead of the curve. So like we did our interview in January, dropped it I think February fourth or whatever. By the time it came out, he didn't really have no other media out. But because of our interview. People started reaching out to him because yeah. they were like, "Oh, I remember him he, from yeah, that Papa show from mm-hmm. two years ago." So people started reaching out to him, and then he dropped like thirty interviews, like back to back to back between March and April, and then our interview ended up trending later yeah. after that to where it's like at like seventy thousand views or something like that now. Yeah, y'all doing good numbers. Yeah, y'all yeah. doing good numbers. Goddamn, yeah. yeah. we have like good guests. We do like crazy numbers. Yeah, is it the, is it is it the same when y'all by yourself? Hell no. No. <laughs> our, our audio, but, but here's the here's weird thing with our audience, right? Our audio numbers are higher when it's just me and him. Right. Mm. Really? When we have a guest, our audio dips because the people that listen for audio. And the viewership audio, go up. But Do the it? viewership on the videos yeah. go up. But our audio drops down probably like 15, 20% most times. Umar is the exception. Umar did phenomenal numbers, audio and visual or whatever like that. And um, we sold advertising against the Umar John or whatever, and I was like, we lowballed ourselves bad. Like, mm-hmm. it was enough to like pay for the production of the episode, but I'm just like, motherfucker basically got like a ten thousand dollar commercial for like pennies. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The thing with mm-hmm. with with audience and it is every audience is different. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about this amongst us the other day. Like, you really have to figure out who your audience is, what they want. And then the connection you gonna have with them, mm-hmm. and that's something we didn't like. At least I didn't think about when we first started doing. It was just like, yo, put the content out, and you know, get ready to argue on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, like it, like it. Kind but of. you can have a real deal relationship with your audience where they genuinely love you. Yeah. Like they genuinely look forward to hearing from you, mm. hearing your takes and your opinions. Mm. They genuinely are happy for you when you have like some dope shit in your life. And mm. that was when I realized like, yeah, that's what I want. I don't want that adversarial audience. I don't want to mm. have an audience who's only here to critique or diss argue. or say yeah. stupid shit about you and say you look like this and you like, talk like I don't, that's not yeah. why I'm in this shit. Yeah. But you get that when you have like this sensationalism to your content. You know what I'm saying? Viral hunting. And yeah. just viral hunting. Whatever. Mm, that's a good one. Viral hunting. Like, that's what a lot of these motherfuckers are doing. They're just hunting for viral yeah, moments. And just throwing spice And out when there. you do that, you're not really cultivating an audience. It's not a real conversation. Right? No. You're just getting attention. Yeah. And when you get attention yeah. for the moment, it's just, it's that shit. You get views, but not a real yeah. extra right. engagement. Right. So, you know, you you might have a motherfucker that throw a shoe at you at a press conference. As opposed to, <laughs> seriously, as opposed to you, I, like... My birthday this past year, people were just sending me money. Not knowing some I asked for, just like, yo, man, y'all do so much for people and yeah. give me so much shit for the year. Here go a bean, dog. Here go. This shit is crazy as fuck. 
We go to our events. People bring us liquor and bring us gifts and bring us gift cards. All this crazy. Just all love. Make us food. <laughs> this shit be crazy as fuck. So it's like, you know, you really got to understand who your audience is and what they are. And one thing I've kind of realized is as much as we might like the thought of having a guest or having this person and then with us going into this next situation, we're going to have bigger guests. Uh-huh. They really do just like us. Yeah. Like they just like we have us. A, we have a real symbiotic relationship with our audience where it's like they're kind of like whatever we on that's what they on yeah. like they cool and they cool with it you know what I'm saying yeah. because it's like we become like I said a resource like mm-hmm. they trust our POV they trust our talking points they know like I'm not a snake oil salesman we're not trying to sell yeah. you nothing right. it's like it's no some here. bullshit like it's, it's no finesse here it's just yeah. honesty it's transparency we talk about any and everything we fill questions from our Patreon audience every mm-hmm. month we dedicate two shows to them because it's like it's one thing to talk at people. <clears throat> another thing to talk to people and and because of that it's like we got a situation where it's like yo we're never going to have a situation where less than 200 people come to a live show of ours ever again like it's it's just it's impossible like it's it's Mm -hmm. never going to happen and the shit is only going to continue to get bigger and it's like in the last week with this announcement we onboarded like mad people that aren't even in our audience like i had homies of mine that's like super street niggas like these niggas tied people up and they were at the world they were at world cafe live and i'm just like and i'm just like yo what were you doing there they're like listen i'm here to support you like that shit was phenomenal bro like keep doing y'all thing i'm with you and i'm just like i didn't even know you paid attention to this yeah no that shit is real so it's like yeah understanding who your audience is and what they want Mm -hmm. and and what you're gonna do with them and for them and you know like you said we've gotten that symbiotic relationship with our audience now that's like we on whatever if y'all say they cool they cool yeah we will at least give them a shot gotcha if it turned out to be some nut shit we could give you a mulligan. Yeah. Give you another <laughs> like if we started a cult, we we get like twelve members. Solid, solid twelve at least. Started. Yeah, everybody get your hands out. Get your hands out. Like you know, seriously. Like, if we, but you you know that's again for me it's it's so different from what my day to day life was. Like driving the bus. You don't have a sim. You these just, people can't stand you, and just, you on nine to five, you just kind of go like auto mode. Every day blend yeah. together. It just yeah, you go in you go in auto mode to a certain extent, but when you're dealing with people, because I'm still in the dealing with people yeah, business, yeah, but customer, it's just a different yeah. attitude. And like it's almost like how you were like you would build relationships. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's kind of what you have to do with this: build relationships. Okay. Okay. You know, you seriously, people got to feel like they're getting some value to keep coming back. Yes, yeah, okay. there's a business proposition that's called with them. What's in it for me? And if you're not create, if you're a content creator and you're not creating content with that in mind, I'm thinking like, what does the audience benefit from this? Is it entertainment? Is it comedy? Is it uh, information? Is it access? Is it um, a guest or somebody that they care about? It's like if you're not creating content with that in mind and you're just doing what you think is cool, you're going to fucking fail. That is a fact because we are in almost like in a people pleasing business to a certain extent yeah, where it's yeah, like, yo, yeah. if you don't make content that's appealing to an audience, people are not going to watch this shit. They're not going to listen right. to this shit. Right. So you always have to have the people that are on the other side of the mic and on the other side of the camera um, in mind when you do this shit. It's real shit. And you got some people that are better at 
that than others, and that you know speaks to their status. And you got some people that just selfishly create content, and then they crash and fucking burn. It was a it was a podcast recently. I forget what it was called, but it was basically like a bootleg Fresh and Fit, and they went viral. For I like remember the, that the, yeah, the, the, the one Mexican bull. Yeah. They went viral for all the wrong reasons for rating and everything. Exactly, exactly. We gonna go around the room and rate rate uh, all the girls rate me in here, and the girls like you a two. Bitch, get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, out of nowhere, like <laughs> the so when I so I use that example because it's like yo, anybody on the other side of that camera that's viewing this is gonna is gonna think you a fucking clown. Yeah. So it's like yeah. so once you're a fucking clown, you lose credibility. I'm yeah. out. I'm done. That's what you are to everybody. You you, you you're universally accepted as a fucking clown. And then once Abbott and Preach or fucking playback get a hold of your shit and oh my you God, you're, YouTube, oh, you're cooked. Yeah. You're done. And and they've been done ever since. It's like nobody's watching that shit because you're a fucking clown. You sat here and told the girl, "Yeah, I'm not. We, we I'm, I'm not going to take no feelings to this. Not you were too, <laughs> bitch. Get the fuck out. <laughs> That's really how it was. Fuck what I said, bitch. Yeah. Get the fuck out." Keep it real with me. You a two. Are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I'm an eight at least. Yeah, man. Oh, a, man. A lot a lot of this shit that go on now, there's there's just no redeeming quality to it. Yep. And this isn't even me, even me trying to like diss or, or grandstand or nothing like that, but like I'm 38. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm 38. I'm married. We got this business shit. Like we oh we're we're not 22. Yeah. So the shit that appeased to me when I was 22, the, the shit I thought was funny. I just got cringe at it sometimes. Yeah. Right. I cringe at my old Facebook status. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nothing embarrassing. Uh, Yo, uh, I'm no bullshit. What was I talking about? I was looking at my phone the other day. I swear to God. You ever have some shit happen where you drop the phone? Yeah. That shit was like, <laughs> see your memories. I opened it up. It's oh, a man. picture of oh, me from 2008. It was me laying next to money. And the caption <laughs> said money on my mind. Like, oh, oh my fucking! I was like, yo, I was a straight weirdo. Man. I'm like, what in the fuck? Yo, Facebook has. Mind you, it was that. like ninety dollars. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of money. Money dollars. No, it was just whatever money. Wait, you know. Put that down. Wait, you know. Then <laughs> you you look back and you just like dog. Shit that used to appease you or shit that used to entertain you is not supposed to be entertaining you or appeasing to you t- at yeah. this stage mm-hmm. in your life. No, no. You, and I look gross. at a lot of a lot of different, not even just podcasts, but like yeah. a lot of different media outlets. Like they're doing the same shit they were doing ten years ago. Mm-hmm. The same messy. Look at Love and Hip Hop. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, the it's same just, shit. The same Different shit. players. Yeah. The playbook. They keep the same playbook. Love and hip hop El Paso. <laughs> just El Paso. nonsense. Hey, people shit. gonna come back and watch. Yeah. Just brisket and yeah. bitches. <laughs> and shit. It's just nonsense. And at a certain point, you have to have like a maturation. You have to grow up. You have to just be a, a different person. Mm. So like, yeah, when we were young boys, you know, we would we would talk like going to Miami 10 deep. Was and being six seven in a room and shit like that shit was like yeah, what it was back was in cool, there. Yeah, no, nah, we gonna we gonna get a couple yeah. bottles of Grey Goose. <laughs> you know, Great what y'all talking about the Long Islands and shit? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah not like th- that was like yeah, we gonna walk, we gonna get some flip flops and we gonna walk around <laughs> the Ocean thong Drive. Jones. The thong yeah. Yeah. The thong Jones. Yeah, don't let a nigga get his feet done for the first time. Oh my god, dog. That was it. Go to motherfucking Ocean Drive, get you some slushies, and maybe if you if you Post really up on this corner. 
more. If you tearing it up, you might get a scooter for a few hours. <laughs> that was it. But now it's like, nah, we have breakdowns of like real live. Like he went to Barcelona last year. I went to Dubai the year before that. I went to the Bahamas the year before that. He went to, where'd you Turks just go? Turks. Like we, we give like real, like to the point where people hit me up. Like I love when y'all do vacation breakdowns because it put me on to so many restaurants and so many this and that. Mm-hmm. Like I gave, like he said, I gave a whole breakdown of how to like upgrade to the business class suites on Qatar Airways when you fly into the Middle East. Literally, it's just we you at a certain point you grow up. Yeah, you yeah. talk about Very life true. or you experience life from like a different like perspective. Uh, perspective. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. your vantage point becomes different. So a lot of things that used to be funny to me when we were younger, they ain't funny to me now. A little cringe now. Yeah, we talk about like we're we're uh, Twitter after dark and all of that mm. shit. That's third Damn. shift. That shit was insane. Yeah, I would man, never bro. participate. <laughs> Niggas get canceled for real. Like that man, Twitter at the dark. Twitter at the dark is just Twitter all the time now. No. As soon as you open up the fucking phone, it's just like titties. It's like, oh shit! They right. deleted me on Twitter for quote unquote platform manipulation. I still don't know what that means. Man. What the fuck? They, clap, they clapped an account, but basically, I was going viral every day. Like oh. right before they deleted the account, I was going viral. Like I was having comments that was hitting like a hundred thousand views, four hundred thousand views, shit like that every day Damn. for like Damn. a week. Like I basically mastered like the algorithm. The algorithm. I, I mastered the fucking algorithm, and I knew something. I saw something that I felt like was going trend. I commented, boom. I end up with the top comment on that shit. That shit pick up steam, boom. So it was like bringing all this attention to my page. So they deleted my page for platform manipulation, but I could go on Twitter and I could watch literally dick go into vagina. Yeah, literally. All the whole all day. The, the all whole day. thing. And that's the whole account. And the there's millions thing. of these accounts. Yeah. yeah. Bro, don't but I got, but I got banged for being too popular. Pause. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's, real, that's real shit That's real shit though Like It's fucking wild bro Like Yo. I can't even keep I, don't know, I don't know how to pause thing Pick steam Pick up <laughs> steam <laughs> Again shit, like, Cause we had, we had gotten past it You yeah, know what I'm saying Like as a point, culture We had we gotten past, past it, it But like, now you everything know that shit infuriates people Yeah oh it makes people the, mad Oh my fucking gosh bro <laughs> Niggas be just doing something regular, doing something regular, pause. Yo, my man, my man, my man, shiz, if you pause that nigga, man, man, shut if you pause that nigga. (laughs) Grown motherfucking man, don't be pausing me, (laughs) man. That shit dead ass infuriate people bad, man. They hate the pause shit. Oh, my God. This shit is fucking annoying. But, uh, it gets overused sometimes. No, for sure. For sure. You just hate that shit. Dog, it's, <laughs> it's annoying. Yo, it, it, because shit. it's it like, be. yo, shut up. Like, you know shit. what I'm saying? Like, I'm just talking right here. Some shit need a pause. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I'm sure you gotta, you gotta say that shit sometimes. Oh, real shit. Tommy, please. But, you about uh, that, Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I was about to say, like, so, like, we, you know, we came here or whatever. So, be it. So, Speaking of, like, growing up and shit, right? I don't know if y'all saw this, but... I mean, well, we've been drinking. So, it's, it's this trend. <laughs> it's this trend going around, like, in these clubs and shit like that where... The pouring out the liquor. Yeah, pouring yeah. out the liquor shit. And I'm just like... <sighs> I'm going to keep it a buck with what you. What the fuck is y'all niggas just doing? It... it <sighs> Can I speak on this as a nightclub expert? I'd rather you I'm, go with the indie right, I'm about to say, I'm about to say cause I'm a DJ, so it's just like me naturally seeing my, that my, shit. My view on it is like you remember 2007 to like 2014 was like 
make it rain culture. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. that was like the thing, like mm-hmm. making oh, it yeah. rain. Like For it sure. didn't matter what you was making it rain. You can make it rain, make thunderstorm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I remember going down to Atlanta with like all his I used to gamble with and it was he he was into a bunch of shit. And he was he was like giving out bread when we walked in the club. He yeah. gave me like six hundred dollars. Like mm-hmm. yeah, six hundred and one. Like hey, throw this and shit. I'm like, all right, I threw like two twelve to I'm gonna run the checkers. I'm gonna run Like straight up. So it's like, yeah, like it, to me, it's it's one of those like motherfuckers are finding ways to like separate themselves. Yeah. yeah. And they're just doing it in the most piss poor fashion. <laughs> yeah, like like I remember when buying a whole bunch of bottles. Like to where you people will come in the club eight deep. You give her yeah. give her sixty five bottles. Yeah. yeah. Why? <laughs> you're not gonna finish this shit. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> and you can't, you can't take it with you. Them with you. You can't, you can't take, take them with you. I've seen people get bottles out the club. Oh man. No, yeah, but yeah, you yeah. can sneak them out. You can yeah. sneak them out. But it's like half the time you you gotta leave nigga them got leave. Nigga got on some. Nigga got on some Avril Lavigne. Yeah. All the fucking got eight pockets over here. So here are my thoughts on the pouring liquor out shit. So like Matt said, niggas have gone from it being fashionable to buy 50, 60, 80, 120 bottles. Cities like yeah. Atlanta, Miami, shit like that. Houston especially. Um, people were doing dumb shit like that. So now we've gotten to the point where now we're going to buy 10 of the most expensive bottles. Right. Mm-hmm. So That's now true. instead of 65 Ciroc's and Bel Air's, we're going to buy 10 Class Azul's that mm-hmm. cost us seventeen fifty a yeah. pop in the club or whatever. The problem with what niggas are doing is that it, it it validates a stereotype that majority of niggas' whole existence is to shit on other black people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Y'all niggas yeah. ain't getting money like we is. Like yeah. certain motherfuckers' whole existence is validated by that because nobody paid these niggas no attention. They hold matriculation through school. They never got no gold stars. No, they parent uh, never got a phone call saying that Tafik did a good job today. <laughs> um, it's, it's just been all negative. Been their whole <laughs> life. He's laughing, baby. Their whole life has been rife with negativity and recorrection of their poor behavior. So right. now yeah. I'm trapping or I'm scamming, which is really more so scamming than trapping. No, for sure. I'm scamming and I'm getting this bread and y'all niggas ain't getting money like me. I got no, this big sure. dumbass Cuban on, you know what I'm saying, yeah. that I scam from somebody else. <laughs> it might be my man shit. It might not be. But for tonight, it's mine. I'm it's king. I'm, I'm king. king. I am king. <laughs> and we gonna buy 12 class Azuls and drink two and pour I am king. I am king. <laughs> tonight, I am king. So I just saw you with the, with the shit, shot bottle. Right? Right? I am the king. The shit king. from soup to nuts is rife with dysfunction no, and insecurity sure. attached to it. It's One of the videos dump. I saw, the nigga was pouring Pouring the liquor out, Casamigos, bro, and it, and it had the you know the shot thing. Oh, the pour, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was, I'm like, he took that from behind the wall. <laughs> <laughs> no, bitch, I want the draw. I want Yo. the draw from the back. Give me that draw right there. Yo. Like, motherfuckers, like, I and it, it, it just it. Black life, and I hope I don't offend black. In fact, black people are safe. Nigga life, <laughs> nigga, <Yeah. laughs> yeah. nigga life is one big ass trend. 
Yeah. That's what it is. Yep. It's yep. a big ass trend. On Monday we on this trend. On Wednesday we on this trend. No Friday afternoon we gonna go to that trend. Yeah. If 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 little baby drop on the weekend, we we got yeah. we might have a new trend on my everything from the from the cars, the jewelry, yeah. the watches, the clothing. Where they eat the sneakers, the sneak where they Phillies bought every pair of Asics on Earth dog, the last dog, three weeks. Dog. You Some, can't get a pair of Gel Fourteen Cayano like you can't. Yeah, it's, no, it's, 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 it's unbelievable. It's, it's all we, we, we no, watched it happen with the with the Dior Chucks. Yeah. We watched it happen with 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 Rolexes. We watched it happen with. Uh, rude. I mean, rude. Remember mm-hmm. when that shit exploded? Yeah. It, it just Milano, I, every shit, single yo. thing, even even down to where motherfuckers live in apartments. Yeah, it's just a big ass trend. Yeah. Yeah. And crazy. if you go away from the yeah. trend, people are almost looking at you like you don't want none of this, right? <laughs> <laughs> you you ain't in on this because niggas inherently understand there is some cultural currency for participating in the trend, right. putting your own twist on the trend. And a lot of these motherfuckers are just mining for attention and right. for you know to create their own. You know, everybody's a content creator now because it's like we got all got fucking Instagram and right. Twitter and Facebook and mm-hmm. shit like that and TikTok. So everybody's inherently some form of a content creator. So they're they're all trying to like capture these moments of them mm-hmm. doing some quote unquote fly shit or y'all ain't up on this or mm-hmm. I'm starting this trend or whatever. And it's just like, that shit seems so miserable to, to <laughs> exist <laughs> in that <laughs> space where it's like, you're just constantly seeking outside validation. For like people. it just all like, I, I was saying it to my homie the other night, you know what I'm kind of like over at this point, like the, the emerald cut, Stones in the, in oh, the pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm at the point now where I was like, I'm I'm back like princess cut. Like I like that shit again. Yeah. Like that emerald cut, it's become so like niggerific. Like yeah. it's nigger- <laughs> it's like niggerifically trashy all the time. Right. And it just a lot of you know, when you look at it from like, you know, a, a, an above standpoint, you just like, why does everything get like this? Mm-hmm. Where you have Jewelers and fashion designers and, and and all of these people who are making billions of dollars. Like when you realistically break down the numbers and you look like since the pandemic, there's like 500 new billionaires in America. Yeah. And you see just how like Jeff Bezos went from 115 billion to a net worth of 220 within the pandemic. Yep. He Man. lost 40 billion and right. still and, kept and divorced. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> And you see shit like that, and then you look around and you see like the life that that, that the rappers and the entertainers and the ball players mm-hmm. show you, and it's just pour out your bottles, buy Moji wagons, who yeah, gives a crash fuck? the Lamborghini? Who truck? gives a fuck how much the Roly calls? Buy it anyway. Yeah. We're, even though we're, it's, remember, remember, remember in the late nineties, uh, cop and crash whips. Dog, that was a talking point on the rap. We're back, we're back to that shit again. Jay Z straight said, "We don't drive X fives. We give them to baby mamas." I remember, I was like, I wanted to get an X five M, and the nigga was like, "Man, you 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 don't, you don't get that to your baby mom." And I'm like, oh, "You don't have a car." What the fuck are you talking about? I got a bus pass. You don't have an Oldsmobile. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I said, it's, man. It's all a trend. All that and, shit is tied to insecurity. And when you man. when you not a part of this shit, it almost make you feel like you... I, I, t- I tell the story. I've told it on our podcast. I'll tell it here. We went to Miami in 2014. We was down... I won't say what we was down there for because he didn't sponsor pain the show. Gang. Yeah. We went down there. <laughs> and I'm putting in that pain. And me, historically... I'm 
I'm not a, a club person. The mm. club has never really been my thing. I yeah. just, I, I, I don't dance. I don't. <laughs> I don't shake my head. Because I look at like going to the club. You, I remember I was, I was younger. So I mean, I'm older. So I remember like when I was young, looking at like strictly business and all of that type shit. Yeah. Like you going to the club, you got to get out on the dance floor. Like, you <laughs> gotta fuck it up. Yeah, yeah. you got to know some. You got to know Right. So I, I just never was a club person. It just never. Yeah. He's a he's a club promoter and literally ran one of the biggest strip clubs in like the whole tri-state. This is his world, and this is one of my best friends and my man Ra, who I grew up with, is a mm. DJ. Again, one of my best friends. These niggas would do shit together. I have never been to one of like. <laughs> I'm not coming. It's just not my thing. So we went to Miami and they was all like, "Oh, we going to to? I think it was a uh, what the fuck was it? Cameo." It was cameo. Yeah, cameo. They like, yeah, we going to cameo. Everybody go, we going, to, we we gonna mm-hmm. pull up with all the whips. We all rented cars or whatever, whatever, whatever. And again, the car rental shit, I'm all for. I had a Maserati. Shit was like seven hundred a day. I'll pay that because I like cars. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to drive a Gran Turismo MC. I'm getting it. Cool. I got it. Shit was fun as fuck. That I don't give a fuck about. Staying in a five star hotel that might be a thousand dollars a night. I do not give a fuck about buying overpriced liquor. <laughs> makes no sense. Bro, like, it just to me, it just doesn't. We pull up the cameo. I'll never forget. It. We pull up the cameo. Yo, Gotti was out there. Yo Gotti had a white Phantom and a white Range Rover. And Yo Gotti, they had to like move up his car so that we could get all our the cars we had rented. Of course, we didn't own these cars. <laughs> they had to move our they move his that. shit to get the rentals up. And I remember he felt the way like, fuck y'all moving my shit for these. But then he saw how many cars were. He's like, damn, niggas, all right. Because right. <laughs> it was like 10 of us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Mike Epps was across the street because he was, he was performing across the street. It's like a comedy spot across mm-hmm. the street. He was performing. I remember, he was hanging out of a truck and everybody was going crazy because Mike Epps was like hanging out the window or whatever. We we came in and came in deep as fuck. And we had like, it was like three sections. Like all these Philly niggas. Like, so the, everybody was like, yo, we just going to make it real simple. Everybody just grab a bottle. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking like, all right, you know, simple enough. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, <laughs> it's 20 of us. We get 20 bottles. That's, that's I, I get it. And the girl leaned in. She's like, what do you want a bottle of? And I was just like, I don't really drink it. I'm like, just a bottle of Grey Goose, I guess. Some vodka or whatever, whatever. She was like, okay, yeah, they 500. And I was like, no, I don't want a, a case. <laughs> oh, just a what? Yeah. One will do. I don't, I don't need a, a, a shipment. My wholesale. One single will be appropriate. Yeah, I'm like, I don't need a crate of this shit. I said, just one bottle. She was like, yeah, they 500. I was like... Yo, I'm out. <laughs> and I came walking. Everybody's like waiting in line to get in. I came walking back out the club. And they was just about to take the Maserati away. And I was no, like, yeah, 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 let me get my car. Let me get my car. <laughs> Give me that. So he gave me the drone, whatever. I slid. I went down the street. It was his pizza place. I got a meat lover's pizza. <laughs> Pulled back around. I waited in the parking lot for niggas. <laughs> <laughs> fuck yo. Motherfuckers came out. They seen that pizza. Like, damn, we got like, Stay the fuck with <laughs> Y'all just spent $500 yo, on a bottle. Nigga. I chilled in the parking lot. Just fucking with people that was walking by and shit. I had the time of my life to the point where people was coming to chill with me outside on the bench. <laughs> too hot. <in> the <laughs> my man JT was like, y'all never see the nigga go to the club and just chill on the bench. <laughs> I was dead ass posted up. I'll wait for y'all, man. We get out and we figure something out. Too much going on. In that game. Yeah. I got, pizza, I got pizza, nigga. But it's like, yo, $500 for a me, bottle yo. of liquor is insane. And now it's gotten to the point where he just said, I said, see some of these these bottle prices for some of these spots and it's like 900 yeah. 1100 what 1400 like hey. what the fuck 
Is it laced with gold or some shit? We was at a club. We we did a show at a club. Again, I won't mention their name because they ain't sponsored the show. (laughs) (laughs) I was looking at their price list for their Jones. It's egregious. They have a superstar gold package in their price book. Mm. Uh, You know I'm not making this up. The price is $25,000. So I was like, the fuck comes in the I'm like, what the fuck do you? What Hold you on, like, what, the, what, what the fuck package? comes with it? Like, what are you providing I, for twenty five grand? Is it a new car with I it? I flipped the shit over. I flipped the shit over. That shit said VIP transportation to and from the club. Okay. I'm like, okay. It was like six premium bottles in your section for the evening. I'm like, six. All right. <laughs> then the next line it said. Two courtside tickets to a Sixer game. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I'm just doing any fucking thing now, man. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you get four hundred dollars worth of groceries. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> man. Y'all just no, making shit up, though. Hey, Joe, they just throwing whatever. You get you get a half a dozen side white tees. <laughs> Tight neck, girl. To go to the game with. Yo, that shit said two courtside tickets to a pair of Dream Chaser Pumas. <laughs> like what are we doing here? Yo, man, what it just like the club is crazy. Five thousand dollars. Twenty five crazy, yo. I'm somebody. I made my bones in nightclubs. I worked in in and around nightclubs promoting, and then I was on the management and the ownership side for like better part of like a decade, like seven, eight years. And the whole <laughs> shit is based on exploiting people's dysfunction and willingness to just like it's like testing the limits of like how much will you pay to have a good time? Yeah. No, that's real yeah. shit. Yes, like, no, he we'll, like, we'll just how much pushing, how much crazy shit, shit can you I do? Go for shit like, <laughs> yo, before you don't give me your credit card. Oh, oh, yeah, all yeah. the sections that was twenty five hundred is sold out. Bet section seven thousand. Let me yep. see. Oh and no, you got seven thousand. Give me five thousand. Yeah. It's like that shit. It's like I, I play I played poker for an extensive period of my life. I, I was playing like high limit at one point, and I'm never forget. I was at parks. I was playing a ten ten game, and I was talking to a nightclub owner. I'm, again, I won't say where, but he he owned a nightclub in Philadelphia or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was basically telling me how he was saying it. Like, he called us niggas, but he didn't say it. <laughs> niggas. But he basically was like, on nights when the brothers don't show the up. Brothers. The brothers. Yeah. The brothers. On some straight Hulk Hogan shit. Yeah, like, brothers. Like, on the brothers. nights when the brothers show up, it's such a week. Because he was like on the phone with his guy who was like at the club because mm-hmm. he wasn't there or whatever. And he was like... Saying it to his homie, but I'm close enough that hey, I'm hearing this shit. And he was like, yeah, man, you know, the nights when the brothers aren't there, it's just such a weird night in the club because it's like, you don't got no bottle sales. He's like, granny, you don't got to pay for all the security. And I'm, I'm thinking about this yes. shit, but it's like, wow. yeah, when right. you got nights where it's like EDM night or, or soft rock, yeah. you know, hanging by a moment night or Not whatever, it's like, you might need four or five security guards, but on the flip side, you ain't selling... 160 bottles of liquor. Yeah. Cause they're buying poor drinks and beer. Niggas ain't, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they they they, fucking, regular they buying orange juice to chase their yeah. uh, MDMA pills with brothers pull up. You need 20 security guards from RIP. And that's just outside. That's, that's just outside. Yeah, that's just outside. Just yeah. had to make sure they don't get the ARs. Yeah. 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 You need 20 security guards up front. You know, But on the flip side, you know you might have a situation where if this section buys seven bottles, 
they're going to see that and buy 14 bottles. Mm-hmm. Crazy chain reaction. And don't let the big section see the hoes going crazy because then it's going to be like, bring us 35 bottles. And mm-hmm. before long, my, I, I know for a fact my best friend, literally Jules that shit, he was like, he came that night. Was just, yo, it was so funny because I was playing poker at Sugar House. Mm-hmm. They was at uh, Golf and Social. So if, oh, you, if you go out on the, the balcony, we will go out there and smoke weed. Yeah. You can see yeah. Golf and Social. Yeah. So I'm looking and everybody is like normal size and Jules is 6'6". Six, six. So I'm like, I can see him walking. <laughs> <laughs> Meandering through the club. So he's hitting me like, yo, I just pulled up with my peoples from down south. We going to golf and social, whatever, whatever. He was like, I hit Chad. Chad said they was in there. You was with like Dev Tate or whatever. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, everybody said he in golf and social or whatever, whatever. So he's like, you coming across the street? I'm like, nah. nah. <laughs> I'm looking at him like, nah, I ain't coming over there. Mind you, it's like, I know because I'm Philly, I'm like, it's 104. I'm like, how much longer are they going? I'm like, I'll just link with you after the, because the, the club closed at two. Yeah. He hit me like 15 minutes later. He was like, damn, dog, I just ordered my bottles. The fucking lights came on. I forgot I was in Philly and shit. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, because down south, the clubs go till four or five in the morning. Mm-hmm. But that shit closed at two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He bought three bottles of liquor, spent 1600 Six. and literally had them shits for like eight minutes. <laughs> bro. He, he was I'm just like, like this. Right. <laughs> I was like, yo, you want, you want my jeans? I'm pretty big ass jeans over But it's Damn. like, like, think about that. Think about how many times that happens. To oh, shit. Oh, shit. Think about how many times that happens to somebody where they come into a club mm. and buy a bunch of bottles and then just. Five roll. minutes later. That was a mess Bro. of a night, too. Now I fucking He bought three bottles and straight bounced. That sounds like all I hear is the finesse. I ain't gonna lie. Because here go the crazy part. If you walk into Denny's and Denny's close at eleven and you walk in at ten thirty, be like, yo, you know we shut the grill off in a couple minutes. You sure you want orders? Like they'll tell you that shit. But if you walk in the club and it's only eight minutes left, how many bottles you want? Yeah, we'll take the money. That's so it. I've, I've seen nightclubs <clears throat> and I've been in nightclubs where Motherfucker coming at the buzzer and change with time the club closed. Like, oh, such such came in, bought 10 bottles. We stayed open until 3.30. Like, I've uh, seen that happen in real time. Like, where it's like, my homies are coming somewhere. They're like, oh, yeah, we want to buy 10 Ace of Spades. All right, what time y'all close? Uh, whatever time you want. <laughs> like, <Yes. laughs> you just spent you just spent fucking $4,000 or whatever. For, right, all right, yeah. Gotta stay open. Like, yeah, yeah we shit. staying open. And, and, the, and the, rea- the reality is this when it comes to, like, the club shit, at least from the little bit I've seen, it's like, when you got half-naked Drunk women, yeah. it, you you can get niggas to That's do it. just about, yep. like Bro. he know like motherfuckers Anything. will pay a cut line, motherfuckers yeah. will pay more at the door. How much valet? Bean. Here you go. Bro. I got to get in. Like it's yeah. like that shit. So it's all a big. It's a big mess of a situation. That's, that's like uh, the joint what happened at the powerhouse with the Chris Brown joint when we went to the club that I was promoting for and shit. Remember, we was like, we pulled oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bro, so, we, I don't know if we told the story before. We probably had told the story on the podcast or whatever, so be it. So, we pretty much, we pulled up at the powerhouse or whatever, so mm-hmm. be it. And the club I was promoting for, it's not there no more, so it, it is what it is. <laughs> so, we pulled up or whatever, and Chris Brown, his drum pulled up, like, right after the fact that we pulled up. We come around the corner. You know his door. His, <laughs> I got a funny pull up story. Go ahead. His door. His door. You know, door opened up or whatever. So be it. You know, girls going nuts. Niggas like, oh shit, this is about to go crazy. Niggas yeah. like, yo, go to the. They rush to the door, try to get in the club. Nigga poked his head out. Was like, door closed. Bus ran around the corner. Took off. 
Bro, I still they got. His bread. They ain't have his bread. Uh, his manager, my manager came running out the fucking club and shit. It just is like, bro, like it's like you said, you could get niggas to pretty much do about anything. It is like these niggas really was trying to cut the line just to get in the door before he was supposed to walk in. Yeah, because once he the, walked yeah, in, yeah, now the price go up. The go price up. go up. Like, yeah. like say for instance, like the, it was probably yeah. was like maybe like 25 to get in or whatever, so be it before the fact, before he yeah. walk in. Yeah, he mm-hmm. walked now, in, that's a, a hundred. Yeah, now it's a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. So I paid a cut line. That's still <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I paid a cut line and shit. Like, it was... It, it, it's just crazy, like you said, when you when you see these niggas doing any fucking thing, and like I, I've lived the club life for, for like the pretty much the past before I became a DJ for the past I want to say like twelve years. Yeah. So it's just like me seeing shit like that in the club, and I just went out like uh like a month ago to Delaware partying or whatever. So be it. We bought this bottle of Henny literally for one hundred eighty dollars. Yeah. Like that shit is crazy. And that, bro. Shit, that, that shit's thirty bucks. That shit yeah. is thirty yeah. bucks. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, and the one eighty is a steal. Yeah, it's like it's like I don't understand, but it's just like when we got there, we seen a you know see the chicks there. You got the sections yeah. open and, and shit. And, and if you like, don't do you it, you gotta entertain. Yeah. 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 Yo, if you don't do it, you're like a loser. Exactly. It's like it didn't matter. Fuck wrong too. Like you, like I remember going out back when I was young, and like you could go and like go to the bar and get like a drink. Yeah, you remember buying a bitch, sending a bitch a drink. Yeah, like yo, send her a real quick. Send her a motherfucker. Tokyo tea. Tokyo tea. Tokyo tea. Tokyo Some shit. Now you got send her like bottle. 16 or 32 yeah. ounces. Like, give it a 32. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Trying to see where this goes. <laughs> big cup. Yeah. Like, yeah. Big goal. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Big goal. Yeah. Like, yeah. Big goal. Big goal. Big goal. That's crazy. Like, that's real shit. You can send a bitch mm-hmm. a drink. Man, we was, we was getting like, I remember when we elevated to like, Drink towers and shit yeah, like that, like <laughs> like Mikey's had the fucking blue, the, towers, the blue, yeah. uh, the blue trash cans and shit. You can get them in a tower. This shit thirty seven dollars. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, send her a tower. Yeah, you the fucking tower. man for the night. Oh, <laughs> These hoes want ace of spades. Yeah. Two bottles. Oh, I went out nineteen forty two. Four hookers. I went out. I went out recently. One of my homies, he had a a brunch for for his birthday, and. He's he's uh, one of those trendy niggers and and and, and, and <laughs> not a great life, great yeah, career, yeah. but a trendy nigger, a trendy nigger. Yo, Uncle Ruckus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for trendy niggers. <laughs> and, and me, I'm like, when I hear brunch, I think like. Very good food. Oh man, maybe yes. some soft music. Mimosa, maybe. In a real nice decor. Yes, indeed. Something. When he told me where it was at, I was I didn't know what where that what that was or whatever. And I told yeah. him, I'm like, yeah, it's at so and so. He was like, yeah, you going there? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, that's where it is. Yeah. Yo, when I got there, I I walked in and. It was like two of the girls that worked there yeah. were walking past me carrying a giant American Express card that lit up. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. no. You're in the wrong place. <laughs> oh, the wrong place. God damn it. Oh, no. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> And we got in there, and I'm looking at like the 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 patrons for this breakfast, and I'm looking at them like it's like the tr- it felt like I was like at like a love and hip hop. Yeah, set. like it was like that, and I'm looking at them like. 
yo, this can't be good. And then the girls is like, yeah, we getting Ace of Spades. And I'm just like, I'm not getting Ace of Spades. That's what I'm Fried chicken and shit. Like, the girls want some Ace of Eggs. Yeah. The girl came and gave me the hookah menu. And I like the hookah shit. She gave me the hookah thing. And I'm looking at it. And it was just like, the VIP hookah was like $120. I was like, I'm not spending $120. I went to go get some cigarettes. The hookah shit in the club Yo, right now is uh, completely out of control. Oh yeah, that shit's wild. We had after midnight. We were selling hookahs. Them little cage hookahs, twenty five dollars to buy a motherfucking hookah. Yeah. Uh, uh, coal replacements, five dollars. Yeah. Uh, now any you go to a hole in the wall hookah, sixty five dollars. Bro. Yeah. Real shit. The other bro. night, the sixty five dollars. The other night, bro. the girl I bought, I ordered a hookah for them. I wouldn't even smoke because I was yeah. over there. I'm. She was like, oh, they they want a hookah. But I'm like, oh, get him a hookah, whatever. She took my car and she handed me the thing. And I'm looking at it. That shit was sixty five dollars. And it, it had to draw for the tip, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm just, like, like, what the fuck, man? Like, if your tip, if your tip not in there, for no, like, I, don't the fuck, I don't know what the fuck to tell you right now. Your tip not in there for sixty five fucking whole. Canister of hookah flavor costs you between nine to twenty two dollars oh, if, if you get the exotic. No, for sure. And, and you could turn around and make thirty hookahs out of that. Yep. So you doing thirty times say just say sixty just to keep the math even. Mm-hmm. You talking about eighteen hundred dollars off of a nine to fucking twenty two dollar yep. investment. Yep. Yeah. I'm not tipping, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't I'm not, this I say shit. all that to say yeah. I'm not. T- I'm God. never tipping. That shit is unfucking believable, man. And just hearing the stories you hear about, like girls getting they they work a section, motherfucker, about twenty bottles. They only mm-hmm. open eight of them. It's twelve there, but they didn't already pay for them. They hers. She's selling them back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that shit is now the bitch is a liquor baron. That shit is crazy. Get a load of Al Capone yeah. over here. Yeah. 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 But you got speakeasy. <laughs> fucking Ducky Thompson. Yo, real shit. Lucky Luciano over here. <laughs> fucking bear, like. Yo. But it's funny you you said the uh, the pull up story. Yeah, I, yo, yeah. I don't know if I ever even told you this shit. So you remember Soul Control? Yes. Jules go hear this shit. You know Jules had a had a play in Soul Control mm-hmm. or whatever, and they ruined that whole situation. He didn't, but they. Ruined I'm one of the only people that didn't get burnt by Soul Control. Shout yeah. out to Stevie got stacked. Yeah, man. Back <laughs> in York. Shout out to Back Stevie in York, York, PA. Yeah, man. Soul Control. Selling cigarettes, ironically. Yeah. Selling cigarettes. Selling loose. His, what are you talking his about? Family controls all of like the cigarette. Shit. And tobacco trade in York, Pennsylvania. I could believe That's that. How they yeah. made they White folks and shit. But uh, we soul control for a lot of people that don't know that was strange. Soul control. <laughs> <laughs> he just should at least duck. Yeah. yeah. So, we, gonna, we, gonna, we just gonna Soul control for for a lot of people don't know was like a real big sneaker situation yeah, in yeah. Philadelphia. They had, they had a store down at the Piazza. And shit. Okay. Oh, yeah. And um, I had an event there. Yeah. The Piazza. Piazza at one point was like, was that shit? where we going today? We going to the Piazza. Uh, we going to PYT. We going to stand around for three hours. We gonna go to an event at the art gallery. Then we gonna go back to PYT. Then we gonna go back to PYT. Then we, then we gonna have some yeah. unprotected sex in the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yo. The Piazza, <laughs> like one of my homegirls lived in the Piazza. She was like, I thought it would be so decent living there. She's like, when you get there and realize this shit don't stop from niggas, yeah, I gotta get the fuck they out of there. They had a projector out there. Yeah, like the Piazza was crazy as fuck. But anyway, they had a store at the Piazza selling sneakers. Or whatever, and shout out Reefy, shout out Jules, Stevie got stag, all of them. They would have like a lot of people coming through the store yeah. because it became like the premier uh, con- consignment sneaker spot 
in like downtown Philadelphia. You yeah. know, we don't really have this is before Suplex and all of that yeah, shit. It, yeah. was, it was it was Soul Control, and Jules and them used to, they used to be at the store because they had steak in the store, so they used to just be there or whatever. So I would go down there and meet Jules. We would go over to PYT. We would go over here. We just down there. Yeah. So that particular day, he was like, "Yo, cuz come down to the store." He was like, "Um, Meek and him supposed to come through." Because Meek had his concert that night. It's funny how looking back on this, but that was the night Meek, uh, that was the day Meek did the video with Drake, with Drake for Amen, Amen. Gotcha. at the uh, art museum. Mm-hmm. And then they Man. performed at Susquehanna Bank Park over in Camden that Man. night. So he was like, yeah, Meek and I'm supposed to come past the store before they go over to Camden or whatever. So I was just like, all right, yeah, whatever. I'll slide down to the store and shit. So that particular, I remember my Cadillac, my DTS. Yes. I was talking about, I had a Caddy DTS, black with chrome wheels. Oh, man. Oh, my I God. I that joint when I was in high school, yo. I ain't going to Yo, lie listen. <laughs> and we talked about recently on our Patreon. Um, if you haven't subscribed to the Patreon, patreon.com slash official TRPE. That's a plug I'm going to throw out there. That's a good plug. plug. That's a good plug right there. <laughs> but we talked about, somebody asked us, because we do questions with our audience or whatever, what yeah. was your favorite car you ever had in your life? And I said my DTS. I had a black DTS, cream interior with chrome. It was, it was my favorite car of my life. Mm. And I just got that shit detailed, like clean. I mean, like the Mexicans did a wonderful job. <laughs> <laughs> they, they did a phenomenal job on, on, on the detail. I mean, that shit was shining. And I mean, I had the sunroof open. I had my music blasting. I'm riding down to the piazza. I pulled up to second in what is that Spring Garden, right where you turn off. Yeah, yeah. I pulled up the second in Spring Garden. I turned off, but you couldn't come past where the Acme was. You had to come around the backside. You know, like the little block that dropped yeah. into the back of the piazza. Mm-hmm. So I'm about to turn onto that. It was like, it might have been like 15 bitches standing on the corner. And they all were looking dead at me into my car. I had the music women, and they all was like, like jumping and bouncing. Yeah, I'm like, I'm yeah, just like, like yeah. <laughs> and then the chick like came running into the street, and I'm like, oh, she's about to come over. Let me roll the window down, baby girl. Come on. She came running at the fucking car, got to my car, and came around the side and was like, Meek. And I looked, Meek was next to me and his ghost. And I'm like, oh, that's what y'all was wearing. Oh, okay. Watch out, bro. Let me get through there. <laughs> Damn, the ghost. And I, I, oh, I just made no. the right. Nobody cared. Let me see And I parked the soul control camera. Yeah, meet around the corner. He about to come around. Any minute. But he had just got that white ghost. Yo. He came around the oh, corner. Man. Then the black Aston Martin with the gold rims. They had a Range Rover. They had a blue Benz. They had a bunch of shit. They pulled up the side. That was fun. I'm talking about, you couldn't tell me the bitches wasn't looking at me. Like, oh, <laughs> they were just... looking through my car. <laughs> the big, the caddy is getting max respect. No, no. This is, this was is everything. everything. <laughs> I looked to the side. I'm like, God damn, bitch. <laughs> shit. Damn. I was the man. No. That was the turn of the map, goddamn. <laughs> big ass white yeah. ghost. Right <laughs> I was cracking the fuck up off of that. But yeah, that that it's funny. I always remember that day because they had the big bus came down mm-hmm. and all of that shit. Yeah, that was a funny ass day. We was all in. It's crazy looking back on what Soul Control was. Soul now, Control that was had pivotal, the, a pivotal spot. They had the opportunity. They had a situation. They had with a uh, with a basketball player that was going to franchise mm-hmm. the, the locations and all of that. And you know, in order to do so, he had to have his uh, his financial team dig into their financials and all of that shit. And they were like. 
Absolutely not. They yeah. got to like the first stage of like vetting their financials. They was like, this is a fucking mess. Like, yeah. And sure enough, like seven, eight months later, the shit Shut went down. belly up. Yeah. Stevie stole everybody's money, went back to York, disappeared. Yeah, uh, burnt a bunch of vendors and shit. It was yeah. nasty. Motherfuckers was coming down there just taking whatever they could get their hands yeah. on. Like, yep. That's how bad. Because, you know, when you do consignment, you know, people got real live, like, you, y'all, y'all in the sneaks and shit, I yeah. assume. Yeah. Like, you know, when you dealing with like sneakers, like yeah. not like GAs or generally, I'm talking mm-hmm. about like, I got a couple pair of sneaks where it's just like I know this is worth two grand. I know yeah, this is worth fifteen hundred. I know this, yeah. but you know, shit just go up and up and depend, depending on the availability or limitability. Like it's it was us. motherfuckers yeah. down there that had like fifty grand worth of sneakers in yeah, the inventory, no seventy grand worth of sneakers. Like I, I know motherfuckers personally that have like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of sneakers. Yep. So it's like yeah, like if you you think about it, if you got. The, the the Kobe preludes. Like, if you got three of those, a pair of, like, uh, uh, Paranorman foams or some the couple. Just Dons. Yeah, like, yeah. Duh, I got a pair of Just Dons, yeah. the blue ones. Like, you got a couple of those, you had, like, 15 grand already. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, yeah, yeah monthly, especially once you start getting into, like, player samples, because I got big feet. So, we was That's always. That's sizes. That, yeah. that plays amazing. So, I was always getting, like, play, and it's crazy looking back on it. Like, I was getting Michael Finley player samples when he played for the Mavericks. Uh, Jordan 15s. It's getting for $100 off eBay. That's just where the game was at. Yeah. I had a pair of Tim Duncan flight posits. They are 16, so I couldn't really. I could fit them, but not really. I wear a 15. Yeah. But the, the Tim Duncan wore a 16. I remember uh, having Vin Bakers, and we had the, the 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 Reggie Miller 12s and the Ray Allen 14. Like, you just we were just getting shit. And out of nowhere, the sneaker boom happened. I always credit the LeBron 8, the South Beach, yeah. to me is the sneaker mm-hmm. that kind of mm-hmm. fucked everything up. Yeah. Yeah. It was the LeBron 8 and then the Grinch at the same time. They both Nigga. came out maybe like a month apart. <laughs> I remember walking into Foot Locker at Plymouth Meeting Mall, out of all places, they had the South Beach 8s on the wall. And I looked at them, green with the pink strings. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I could rock with them. They was $170. Yeah. I did the same thing at uh, Foot Locker and Cherry Hill. Yo, they had them at the Foot Locker. <laughs> the left, like, hey. At Plymouth Meeting Mall. <laughs> I came back in there. They had them on the wall again. I seen them. They still was, I was just like, do y'all got them in a 15? She was like, yeah, we got them in a 15. I was like, bring them out. She brought them out. I looked at them. It was just like... Nah. What the fuck am I gonna wear with this? <laughs> yeah, like, no. yeah. It was no bullshit. Like a month later, they were just gone, and you started to see them pop up on eBay. But they weren't popping up for like what they cost. They were like three twelve. I mean three ten, three fifteen, three thirty. Yeah, and I was just yeah. like, why is that sneaker going for so much? You looked up a couple months later, six hundred. 700. Uh, what it was was once LeBron did the conference, not not four, not five, not six, six. not seven, not eight, because <laughs> they, they, they the preheats. That's what yeah. they call it. That shoe got to where it was selling for like $1,800 in the yep. 15. It was just oh, ridiculous, bro. yo. And to me, that sneaker kind of like set off a chain reaction through sneaker world where a sneaker would drop and a week later, it'd be on eBay for three times what it mm-hmm. cost. Because a lot of people don't even remember, because a lot of motherfuckers is just young and really wasn't in the sneaks. There was no going in and getting a, a ticket or having to get on. There was no know. app. You yeah. went, you, I, I remember know. when Jordans used to drop on Wednesday. Nigga. Yeah. I remember. I used to go in City Blue I, and get I, my I'll Jordan I'll tell you how crazy Wednesday. this shit was. Me and Jules was going to City Blue. You give them an extra $20, they give you the sneaker but make you leave the box. Mm-hmm. That was like a real thing. You could take the sneakers, leave the box for yeah. their like, inventory shit. 
Give me, t- give me them. Jokes. We used to go and right. I remember when Sneakerville first came to PA. It was a whole big ass deal. It was like, yeah. oh yeah, this company mm-hmm. they from from uh, from like Western PA and Ohio mm-hmm. and this and this. They come into Philly, blah 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 blah. Because I was working at Total Sport at the time, and we got cool with the manager of the the big Sneakerville in the gallery that was on the other side, like mm-hmm. back toward Eleventh uh, Street or whatever. They used to let us go in there and just take whatever we wanted, like fucking altitude Jordan 13s, air raids when they got reissued. Yeah. We would go in there buy 17 pairs of Air Force One, shit like that. Oh, and shit. it was no, it was never no problem getting sneakers. I, I can remember when the LeBron 9s dropped, and it was like all of the GAs, you just gra- I bought the, mm-hmm. the Summit Lakes in Foot Locker. I bought the Miami Knights in Foot Locker. I, yep. Not the lows, the highs. I bought the Elites. Remember the black and the white ones? They had two pair. Yep. I bought the white ones in Foot Locker. But it was like, you know what other sneaker got to be credited with it? The Big Bang. Yeah. Le- when that Big Bang Galaxy package that. happened, that was like that, that was like the first because it was the Galaxy Kobe's, the Galaxy Durant's, the Galaxy De- De- uh, LeBron's. And then they did the Zoom Rookies and the Galaxy Foams. Yeah. And that shit just... It, Damn, it, the phone. Yo, it was like, yo, the every phones. sneaker that came out after that little run where it was like, yo, why is it a line here? Every single no, shit. I remember shit. the Concours that dropped that year because that was 14. Yeah. I remember the Concours that dropped that year. Me and Rob went to the release at House of Hoops at King of Prussia. Mm-hmm. They were doing tickets to people in line because they said they had 300 pair of them. We got there at the very end. We wound up. The, the, it was so crazy. Like people think I make this shit up. It was three tickets left. They had a size seven, a size nine, and a size fifteen. I wore a fifteen. Rob wore a nine. So we wound up wow. getting our jumps. And literally, it was it was so like weird the goings on because they had like you know the cops to be on the horses, yeah, mm-hmm. like the mounties. Yeah, and then that was good. Too. That crazy was the, time, the year bro. that um the, the get money boys did that interview. If you if you if you get a chance, <laughs> go on YouTube and type in Jordan Get Money Boys. Have you ever seen it? No. It was the from Concord. It was from the Concord release of 2014. It was some okay. drug dealer niggas from Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> they went in early and got the sneakers. Yeah. So while everybody was still in line waiting, they all had them on and in their hands. And they did an interview with the news like, yeah, man, we didn't get money, boys. This shit corny with Michael Jordan doing. Got all these kids down here. They crying. <laughs> they can't get their sneakers. <laughs> you know? But they holding that. <laughs> and they all had them on. And yeah, they all had them on. He's like, we didn't get money, boys. Man, I can't believe Michael Jordan. These kids, I seen kids with tears in their eyes going home. <laughs> we got ours, though. You got a pair on you holding a pair. I got these, though. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> He's like, yeah, check me out online. Get money, boys. We selling joys. Like, they was funny yeah. as shit. The but, damn Galaxy phones made phones so popular. Like, phones that you can't give away today. Yeah, like, you had to wait yeah, in line for it. Yeah. Like, I remember getting, like, the Tiffany Blue uh, fucking phones. Yeah, electric or whatever. Blues. Electric Blues or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Had to fucking wait in line at Foot Locker for three the, hours the, and came The Pine phones was like that. Mm-hmm. Remember when they dropped the red ones? Because the red look, look, it's the same red from the yeah, Dornbecker phones. Yeah. It got so fucking ridiculous. And it was just like, yo, when did this shit get like, like, why no, is it like, it. and and it got to a nasty point of like, you you got to like beat the bots now yeah, and all of that crazy. crazy. And, and now it's gotten me to the point where I'm a sneaker motherfucker for like my, I've, I've been in the sneakers since I was a kid and I'm kind of like out. Yeah. Like at this point, like I got on Air Max 97s right now. I got these Jones from the outlet. Yeah. Like I've gotten to that point where it's just like I'll go to the Nike outlet and see what's in there in the 15. If I luck up, find some shit. Somebody at the uh 
Nike outlet, outlet down in South Carolina, they had the uh, the the fogs, the fear of God ones, yeah. the, mm-hmm. the the Iverson Jones. Mm-hmm. They had a whole run of them in the outlet and shit. So it's like you can luck up every now and then and find some shit like that. Or you know, if you happen to like actually win, I won like twice on the sneakers app. Yeah. But it, there are people I know who are like sneakers that have never won anything on sneakers. That shit is hard. <laughs> that shit is. <laughs> yeah, like motherfucker, it just and you you got motherfuckers that are like. No, what you got to do is you got you do you got a platinum Amex? <laughs> like, yeah, like you got to put the platinum Amex because that shit it beats. I and mean, just like yo, I'm it's not, not it's too much for sneakers. It's, it's not supposed to be like this, yo. Like we it's grew up much. in an era where the Jordan come out, you just go get the Jordan. Yeah. Because when the Barry Sanders come out, you just go get the Barry Sanders. When yeah. the Grand Hill come out, you just go get the Grand Hill. And when it's the, different colors. We got different flavors. All yeah. that. Like, when and everybody was allowed to be an individual. One of my old heads recently just posted a video of like everybody around the way when they was kids, like out front of his crib. Yeah. And it's like, you see somebody had on a pair of Jordans, but then somebody had on some motherfucking K-Swiss. Somebody had on some Reebok co-catchers. Somebody had on some motherfucking Deion Sanders. Somebody, somebody had on some Fila Somebody had on some Bo Jackson. So two, a couple motherfuckers had on Cinnamon Tins. Like, it was just so much shit that you could put on to where you didn't have to fall in line to these dumbass mm-hmm. things. And these companies know it. Yeah. They know it. And it's like we talk about with the, with the club shit. Yeah. It's, it, the same shit happens in fashion, sneakers, jewelry. Yep. Because why the fuck? It, like, realistically, you don't think Rolex could make more than a million watches oh, in a year? Oh, hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Y'all, you, you start sending motherfuckers to horology school to yeah. really, really learn how to build and work with these precious metals. They could do that shit with ease. But it's the thing of like... The, yeah, yeah, yeah it's demand. like that shit, the cachet of, oh, you can't get your hands on this. Yeah. And, but it's gotten to it's the point now where, yeah. t- where you walk into a store that says this yeah. and can't buy the shit yep. in so that people store. People start tapping out. Mm-hmm. People just start tapping out. Like, you know what? I, I, I'm good. That's real shit. Think about, think about walking into Wendy's. Bro. And you like, yeah, let me get the Baconator. And they like, oh, man, I got this for you. <laughs> we got two left, nigga. Got, we, we got it's no 20 bucks. Baconator. Yeah. It's 20 bucks. Baconator. Yeah. $13. Let me get your information. I'm going to put you on the list. <laughs> like, I'm like a motherfucker for a Baconator. <laughs> Imagine that. But that's where we're getting with retail items in no, America. Even yeah, with yeah. that, niggas would be like, yo, I got the Baconator. Y'all niggas don't even got this. Like, right. like, <laughs> y'all on the list. Now y'all still on the list. Right. I now got two you, of them. Now you over here, Fred swap me. And he like, I got bacon. How much they charge Baconators? $8? Bang, give me 14 I need a Baconator. <laughs> Dog, but the thing is, that really happened with the Popeye shit. Yeah. 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 Niggas was bro. reselling Popeye chicken Dog. Niggas died over Popeye sandwiches. Y'all don't know. (laughs) Niggas died. Niggas is like, niggas is straight up like, yo, broad in Oregon. Y'all don't know, broad in Oregon got all the jobs. I just bought 24 from one. You know what I'm saying? You could go down there and wait. You could call me. I had my depot in Stitches, man. This nigga walked into my depot, dead ass. He had a bag of them jumps. Like, he had a bag of them. And I was like, first off, where did you even? Where were you even allowed to buy <laughs> chicken sandwiches? That many chicken sandwiches and shit. He was like, "No, nah, I got to connect at the Popeyes." He said, "I got to connect at Popeyes on Hunting Park." I'm like, "Yo, niggas, is, remember on Pay the Chicken Bowl, drunk, they call me. Yeah. I'm like, "Niggas yeah. is talking like Lulu connect on Pay the Can you handle ten chicken sandwiches off by yourself? That's the way some fucking chicken sandwich, bro. Can you handle ten chicken sandwiches off by yourself? Like that's niggas was dead as walking around like." 
Offering Ooh. them to people. Like, I don't know. You had the chicken sandwich? Yeah, you know what I bring it down. Take a little half. I cut half. I cut half. You want spicy or original shit? That nigga had a bag of chicken sandwiches and told me he had a connect with them Jones over Hunter Park popcorns. I said, how did fuck, how do you even go about getting a chicken sandwich connect? Like, what's that? What's that initial plug? Like, what? How, like, so you know, yeah. you know Popeye's coming out with this chicken yeah. sandwich. I'm going to introduce you to my man. He's going to be good business. The man over here. He's the chief chicken officer for Popeye's. At the back door like this. Duh. Duh. I knew the Popeye's shit yeah. went too far. I walked to my girl crib one day. She had seven chicken sandwiches. I said, no, yo, no, what are you doing? No. Like, you it was just regular chicken sandwiches. I, like. I, I said, when I finally tasted one, I'm like, I... I'd argue over it. Yeah, like but it's I just, wouldn't fight over it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, definitely wouldn't die. Yeah, I wouldn't die. Over it. Over the the old black had the old black lady out there on the joint. Like this, mother, these motherfuckers is <laughs> crazy. They went crazy. Tight and, as shit. But like, that, that that goes into what I was saying, where it's like it's always trends. trends. Yeah, and no, now you sure. can go in Popeyes and just get any. They got multiple flavors. They got multiple. Mm-hmm. You like uh, uh, everybody got a chicken sandwich. Yeah, yeah, everyone. So it's like yeah. Once they and again the trend, they yeah. saw that wave and was like, man, they stabbing over this. Hold on. Yeah. We, Chicken sandwich. We, we got to get some of this. We have to cut production dramatically. And and once the trend die off, there's a, a new trend. trend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and it sure. happens with everything now. And that's kind of what social media, that's the scary part to me of social media. Yeah. Is that it makes anybody at any given moment an influencer. For sure. Look what happened with yeah, the pink yeah. sauce girl. Yeah. Bro. You're not like yeah. at any given moment, some shit yeah. can just go. Yeah, and then you got people who will either hop on the wave, they'll kill it, they'll they'll try to recreate it. it it's just scary because we don't know which way this shit is. Remember back in the day, we knew McDonald's, Coca Cola, mm-hmm. Pepsi, yep. motherfucking Barbie. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Nike. You knew. Now it's like. You could just be minding your business and you like, yo, why is everybody running down the street? Oh man, they selling CMOS. They got the motherfucking, <laughs> you know, Hennessy Moet and partnered with CMOS. They like, you don't know what the fuck is going Shit, on. Shit, this week we just seen it in Philly. Uh, last week, rather, it was uh. It was uh, fucking Umi D's went viral with the oxtail cheesesteak. Yeah, oh yeah, my god, yeah, yeah. Yeah. the yeah. next day. Every restaurant in Philly had an oxtail cheesesteak on the menu. And I'm just like... Really? I missed this. What is, yeah. right? I missed this shit too. Nigga, it was a war. It was them and Tasty's going yeah. at it. I, 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 I want to try one. Hannah from Umi D's was just on uh, uh, Good Morning Philadelphia because oh, okay. of this shit. Oh, wow. Because she went so fucking viral. Mm. And then like oh. literally every restaurant in Philly... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oxtail cheesesteaks, man. I, saw, was, I did see like like people making oxtail jokes like wh- where's all these oxtails I seen yeah. shit like that but I didn't know that's what it was somebody was oxtails. like I think oxtails. it was Dev was like oh I'm at the club they got an oxtail hookah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah alright cause I couldn't understand the joke behind it that's funny as shit Nah, yeah, shit out these oxes, bro. No, no, but that's real. Like everything has like a trendy thing to it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And not saying that it's not right or it shouldn't go on because I, I, I get it. But there are certain things like Hennessy's no trend. That no. shit's been, it's been forever. It's yeah. just it's gonna yeah. be here. It's gonna. Bruce Lee was drinking that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I watched one of his movies recently. He was drinking Hennessy. I was like, that's why this nigga was always rumbling. Sweat like a motherfucker yeah. too. Yeah. The fuck you mean you gonna yeah. kick me first, nigga? I kick yeah. you first. Nah, I fight everybody. Hold on, hold on. Let me take the shit real quick. 
Line that but, shit up. <laughs> but a lot of the but a lot of the things that go on now in commerce, it's like the trend for the it be like no bullshit. There be trends now that be like forty eight hours. Yeah. And then you look up and the shit just be over. Yeah. And everybody's on some new shit. Yeah. So look at Dogecoin. Yeah. Yeah. Dogecoin mm-hmm. was the trend for like we three talk, weeks. We, we, it, it, came and went. Came and went. Yo, if, if you if you listen to our show, because I know it's like overlap, so people know listen. We became like we were like the hoods anchor, news anchors. No, bro, for, yeah. yeah, for that mm-hmm. little remember when everybody was an investor? Yeah. You like remember a, when everybody everybody was an Everybody knows cryptocurrency now. I was walking in some barber shops that are occupied by the stupidest (laughs) niggas in the (laughs) world. And niggas was dead ass like, so dude, what we thinking, man? We thinking that that coin gonna go up about like... (laughs) Like, what the fuck is you talking? Just cut my hair, nigga. (laughs) Idiot, stop this shit. (laughs) Do you remember where if you didn't buy into Bitcoin, you were a dickhead? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like, motherfuckers would tell you to your face, you are a fucking clown if you don't buy into Bitcoin. Yes, Bitcoin is going to 250. Do you remember that shit? Bitcoin hit 60. It was at 66. Niggas said that shit is going to 250. And it dropped. I got the alert the other day. They're like, yeah, it didn't drop another (laughs) four. Bitcoin at 21,000. Like, that shit crazy. That's like the, um, like, Monopoly Go and shit. Like, it's another Oh, man. Monopoly Go got me in a chokehold. I ain't gonna. I hate, bro. Every time, every two, every two days, I get a message. Yo, let me, yo, just let's sign up for the joint so I can get a new. T- no, y'all not about to hand me the fucking chokehold, bro. Like, we, it's not happening. We, 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 so, we watch so many trends like come and go. And, you know, it. some good, some bad, some yeah. stayed, some. You know what the trend I think is kind of like out now that was like, I kind of was at the forefront of the shit, the whole renting cars and groups in Miami. Oh, that's over. Yeah, motherfuckers yeah. is back to just going to getting car service when they go mm-hmm. places. Even me, like I go places and be like, I just get a car service. We've gotten to the point where motherfuckers are... Get in the Uber Blacks and pretending they're in the car. Pretending they're in the car. Get my driver. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm about to pull up he'll, right he'll now. He'll drive anybody. Yeah, like, he'll drive anybody. Yeah, he, he got on a, a Puma visor. He <laughs> <laughs> ain't no fucking driver. Like, he ain't specific to you. But I noticed that in recent... Puma visor. I noticed that in recent like, trips I see people going like, yeah, that shit is kind of like out. You know? And it just like at one point, I remember the, the year we did it, everybody was like, what y'all do this for? Y'all doing mm-hmm. too much? And then I looked up the next year and everybody was like it's like motherfuckers like the only one not in on the secret was us <laughs> don't tell them niggas we getting it like, that shit is Chris. so it's like yeah you see these trends hit and they come and they go and you're just like what do we do with this and because we're consumers by nature like that's what it is yeah, to be an american yeah. you and you a consumer just yeah. by being here yeah so you don't even know at times like he he talks about it like when you do business school they talk about consumer spending and all yeah, these that's different one of the things first classes you take and you see it, and you just like, yeah, they know. Did you see the joint I put in the group chat today? What joint? You had to have missed it. Let me show you this shit. We, on our last show, were talking about the hottest clothing lines from 1999 yeah, to that. 2009. Yeah. And we talked about Rockaway and Sean John. This and, and we mentioned coats. We started mentioning Mark Buchanan and the Triple Fat Goose and this and that. Yeah. And we started talking about Avarex. And I, he was like, oh, the new Avarex is that they I look one of my name, I ain't gonna because of y'all. And I'm like, yeah, I like y'all. I looked it up. I'm like, I like the Avarex shit a lot. I have not looked up Avarex. I have not done, I, all I said was Avarex. What was the sponsored ad today on my phone? I screenshot it and said it. A sponsored ad for Avarex. 
They know what the they know what yeah. the, and you know what's crazy part is I went and looked I was like they got the three X <laughs> I'll be dead yeah, like, you know what I'm saying I told I told them yeah. like four easy payments on cards <laughs> <laughs> like, they know what the fuck to do to you already that shit crazy because no, you're sure. a consumer because you're an American yeah so when you got these dumbass trends don't think that it ain't companies behind this shit that's like yes eat this shit up go yeah. fucking crazy. Because we're going to make millions of dollars. Millions, if not billions. That's and it, real. And it, and it all started with the Patriot Act. Patriot Act gave them yeah. fucking sweeping rights to, like, fucking surveil us. Think about, yeah. like, looking to our, like, our, our uh, browser histories and all of that shit. So mm-hmm. it's like, all that data is mined. Yeah. And the companies that fucking mine the data just sell it out to the highest fucking bidder. Yeah. And this is how we end up buying a bunch of shit we don't need. <laughs> because we signed off on that legislation. I feel like that started with uh, you ever saw Eagle Eye with Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> I never yeah. watched it. It's a good watch. Yeah, I heard it's real good. <laughs> it's a good I never watch. watched it though. It's a good watch. But that's like the whole you know yeah. Eye in the Sky thing, Patriot Act. Yeah, they kind of get into it in uh, what's another movie where they do the whole shit with the Patriot Act? We were talking about it recently. Uh, it's one of those White House movies. Oh, it was a. Uh, uh, I can't think of it. Why not how uh, Enemy of the State was? Will Smith? Enemy of the State. Yeah, that yeah, was sort yeah. of like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then uh, they go fully into it. There's a new series on uh, Paramount Plus with Kiefer Sutherland called Rabbit Hole. They go Rabbit down Hole. the whole, like, misinformation age. And, like, this one company was, like, jockeying for position and killing senators and all mm-hmm. kind of shit. To be able to control and get certain legislation passed to be able to control people's information and shit like that so they can make billions of dollars. Like, that yeah. shit is real. Yeah, that shit is real, man. Damn. Mm-hmm. That's fucking wild. I got a question for y'all. How y'all feel about the uh, the AI shit? Baby? In terms of like content creation and the future. <laughs> I didn't know what you were talking about Iverson. Or nah, we ain't talking about Bubba Chuck. We ain't talking about Bubba Chuck. Yeah, Friday. Yo, City Line. He definitely was in the city today, though. Yeah, he said that. I have mixed feelings about AI. Certain certain parts about it is very beneficial. You know, it's helping people like create all type of work efficiencies and stuff like that. But the thing with AI that I think a lot of people are missing is that essentially you can train it to be smarter than you, better than yeah. you, and then ultimately take your fucking place. And I think that's the thing that people are missing. And it's like, you know, you got people using chat GPT to do their work emails and progress reports and mm-hmm. yeah. presentations <laughs> and this and this and this. And then eventually it's like, all right, if I'm a supervisor and I got 14 people that work on me, y'all. I don't need y'all. I'll just use Good chat GPT. Mm-hmm. I'll fucking take a 10% of all of you all salary. Fucking now I'm in charge of all of the AI. And then I'll just train the AI to do the work that you dumb motherfucker mm-hmm. would have did. Now now you gotta go get another job yeah. because you was too lazy to do your own goddamn right. reports. I, I I get it because mm-hmm. the nature of you know humans is to try to figure out a workaround, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's just human instinct. Yeah, work smarter, yeah, not harder. Yeah, I think Short that's cuts. yeah, that's human instinct. The problem with AI is when we were young. You remember? Do you remember like taking like a computer class when you were like fifth, sixth, fifth or sixth grade? Yeah, they would ask yeah, you yeah. shit like, "What's smarter, a human being or a computer?" And mm-hmm. if you said a computer, you were an idiot because yeah, yeah. you as a human programmed a computer mm-hmm. to do what you needed to do. Now it's getting to the point where it's like computers actually like smarter. Yeah. The computer, <laughs> the computer can figure out shit faster than you and do more in a in a shorter amount of time than you. And like he just said, if you can train this computer to do your job more efficiently, more effectively, essentially you're not needed. And now we we think about it. We've gotten to the point where like I don't like it because the music industry 
has it's shown us already where you got people that are like Timberland really got on that video and was like, "Ooh, y'all ain't ready for this. Y'all ain't ready for this. I got a song with Biggie." He's and I'm like, about that. He said, "He said no, you got that's no, the one no, I'll you tell you about." And I'm like, he "No, you, you do got, not." Got Joe with Magoo. And shit. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace, Magoo. You might have got one with Magoo, but not with Biggie Smalls. Not Christopher Wallace. No, and it's like you got shit like that where people are almost like creating a false sense yeah. of reality yeah. behind this AI shit mm. and. Again, you remember back in the day, I, I know plenty of people who've done this, lied on a resume to get a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. But you lie on your resume to get a job, and then when you get there, you actually would learn the fucking job. Because it's on the job training. But if you AI your way to a position, <laughs> you don't know shit. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's, like, you, you uh... just, you, it's just, it's fucked up all the way around. So me personally, I'm not a big, like, even when I see these videos of them creating robots and shit, I don't like oh, it. Oh, yeah, that, that gave me Terminator vibes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, robot, I, 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 I robot vibes, bro. I'm like, God damn, here we go. We're going to have to fucking start a fucking war. Like, these got to get ready. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I literally was sitting there and I'm like, I'm like, I don't I don't like the robot thing at all. I'm not a big fan of them. My dad was like, you know, they got a restaurant over here, the robot bringing you food. It's actually got a cool. buddy. like a server. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the AI shit. And it just, just because it's, it's, People, human beings are lazy by nature. And this is just going to make us more... Like, we already, because of social media, at least this younger generation, like the Gen Z, Gen Y, Uh they don't have the same, like... Interpersonal skills that we all have. Hell right? yeah! Because think about it, like back in the day, you you remember having to learn how to interview. Yeah, yeah. Remember that? How to dress up? Yeah, how to talk. that was a yeah. thing. Yeah. You already don't have that shit to the point where like you ever meet kids that are like seven or eight years old and they can't talk, but they can show you everything on, on a, a phone. No, watch shit. This, yeah. this, this how you know. Let me show you. <laughs> they know all that shit. But they can't talk. They can't say their name. They can't. You know they they don't even teach cursive anymore. Seriously? No, it's just out. It's out of circle. What the fuck? I never knew that. I remember when we were young. It was like you had to learn. Nigga, had to learn. You, you, we, you got to learn. That shit was annoying as hell. I used to learn it. That shit was annoying as hell. Somebody give me a declaration. Let me show y'all what the fuck I'm doing. Right, like that shit was different language. Yeah, as a kid back in the day. Yeah. They don't even do that now. So it's so, like for us, not because uh, for us as like content creators, like there's certain AI that's like I see the shit and I'm like I'm blown away mm. because it creates so much efficiency. Like there's one thing it's called like video AI to where it's like Edit you videos. put you put your long form video in there and then it cuts clips out of it and not only that it gives you a virality score yeah. which shows you how likely the video is. To, so it's like something like that. It's like oh damn I don't need no clip editor whatever whatever I just pay for this motherfucking Smart, service every yeah. month. This is phenomenal. Like right. I pay sixty bucks every month. I get these clips, but on the same token, it's like, yo, once we train the shit to be too creative and have like certain human instincts, not just that, but AI period, to be too creative and have too much human instincts and all of that shit, it's like, niggas is going to have to go back to working in the coal mines and shit. We're going to have to go back to doing hard labor. Get your rough out Because we farmed out all of the technical shit. It's like, what do I need you for? I got these, I got a, I got 39,000 computers in this office fucking building. Like, I talked to one of my homies. This nigga was like, yeah, I got this big something he had to do for his job, some presentation, some shit he had, like a big project he was working on, whatever. whatever. And I, I saw him like out, like on my story. He was like just out, like being a nigga. Just <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was like, I thought you said you had like a presentation. He was like, oh yeah, I, I get to get to that shit. The next day I seen he, he like the boomerang, like him at the airport. Like, <laughs> yeah. like boomerang, I was just like, I thought you said you had a presentation. He was like, oh, no, it's cool. I'm going to get to it or whatever. And I looked up. He was like, 
over in fucking Cali, and I'm just like, you What are you doing this presentation? That nigga sent me the whole presentation later that the whole joint, all seven pages of the shit, the graphs, the gym. I'm like, oh, you did this shit while you was on the road? He's like, nah, put this shit in chat VT. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. I'm about to call this company, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, fucking Chat GPT is writing scripts. Oh, yeah. Fucking doing uh, full presentations, mm-hmm. sponsorship oh, decks, like all of that Bro. shit. Like you literally train it to do what, what you, you needed to do. Yeah, and yeah. then it's like, yo, like our homie Rod used the shit to write code for him. He said, Bro, yeah. this shit writes code better than me. Yeah. He said, I'm a I'm a statistician yeah. and it writes code better than me. Like he writes code because yeah. he has a model to like predict. <laughs> it's a betting model. Betting model. model yeah. And he's like, he asked Chat GBT to write the code for him in R and it wrote it better than he could write it. That's fucking. Dang. He put put he That's put good. that shit in That's one. It was like create a Jadakiss verse. That shit really wrote. Yo, a it verse really like can do that. Shit. Hey, it's, it's scary, yo. It's scary as fuck. I ain't gonna lie. I, I need that shit in high school for a couple essays. That's part of my frustration with like the younger generation not being like geniuses. No, for sure. The yeah. information is it's just here. It's so much easier. So much easier. I remember bro. having to walk to the library. I just told my kid that. that no, I'm that. not joking, nigga. Yo. I remember where to eat. Where to eat through G's. Nigga got to stay at the school till five o'clock in the oh. afternoon and shit. Like, bro, all my friends don't went home. I'm still here. Like, I remember turning in a, 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 a book report or an essay and the and teacher being like, "Well, where's your bibliography?" You're like, damn, damn. damn. I, hate that shit. I hate that. Where's your work cited? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what you mean? Like, I just did all this work. Like, is this is this an indirect or a direct quote? Yeah. You didn't attribute it yeah, to anything. Damn. Like, I, I'll take I can, it back. I can like, that just hurt shit. my feelings. I had Yo, PTSD. bibliography. <laughs> damn. I hear that word in so you long. understand that that's how you develop certain skills. Yeah, for sure. You learn how to tell a story from a first-person perspective. Yeah. Or from, you just understand these yep. different things. Yeah. Whereas now, all this information is just, it's just right in front of you. Yeah. I couldn't imagine going to take a test with an Apple Watch back in the day. Bruh. Bro, we was man. doing this shit with little notes. Bruh. Little cheat sheets. Yeah. Yeah. You fucking, like, like, you writing. Bruh. You writing at a point three. Yo, you got 35 <laughs> answers on a piece of paper this <laughs> fucking big. Like, dog, I remember man. pulling that shit out and been like, you write it so fast and so small. You get in the test and you like, what the fuck is this? You need what a magnifying Shit start smearing. <laughs> For 17. <laughs> like, that shit was real. Gotta start leaning around the fucking folders yeah. and shit. Like, yeah. oh, damn, I do it. And writing the cheat sheets and all of that shit, we didn't even, we were so dumb, we didn't even realize we was teaching ourselves yeah. what the actual information yeah. was. Yeah. To where you get to the test, you don't even need the shit. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we just we just told y'all to bring this <laughs> shit, but you didn't need it. You just spent four hours making cheat sheets and that's You studied. studied. You studied. Yeah. <laughs> like, you fucking Real studied. Shit. Like, you I know studied. this shit. Like, God damn it. Like, the fuck I need this shit for? I can remember I can remember me and my man Juan, we went into a uh, Mr. Pulley in a history class. He told us we had a multiple choice test of 30 questions, you know, A, B, C, D. Yeah. And we did the, we was like, yo, let's do the abacadabra, John. I was like, fuck it, we're going to do it, see how that shit works. <laughs> you ever hear that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We spell abacadabra the whole yeah. way down the street. A, B, B, A, B, you know. And we did it. And I remember when he got his test back, he opened it, and they got a 53. I'm like, oh, ain't no better for me over there. I opened it, and I had a 65. And he was just like, well, damn, you passed. I thought you did abacadabra. I'm like, and you didn't dab it where you supposed to <laughs> you didn't yeah, dabble yeah, where you, you supposed to dabble. How you spell it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But I got a 65 and a 53. We tried that dumb ass. Nigga still passed though. 65. 65. Throwing our life away. Don't experiments on yourself. Real quick though. You heard that I've been seeing this John like on social media and Facebook and shit that they apparently changed the like the the grades and shit. Apparently a C is now 41% to 60%. Wait, what? This is in New Jersey. No, like Apparently a C, like literally a C is forty one percent to sixty percent. No, I don't believe it. Yo, I have been seeing it. I've been seeing it, bro. Like I, I mean, of course I don't think it's true, but it's been going on social media like so, like super crazy, and I've been seeing that shit. Shit, I've seen Jones, but they, I know like certain certain magnet schools changed the Jones now to where like a ninety three is an A. Like if you get a ninety one or ninety two, that's not even an A no more. I've seen B plus, a B plus. Really? What the? Bro, yeah. first of all, because I remember a ninety and I was like, yeah, I got a fucking A. No, no. So it's like, so while a lot of this technology and all that shit is handicapping certain kids, the ones that are making the most of it are excelling. You got kids graduating high school with an eight point seven GPA and green. Oh yeah, like that. Heard like, this shit, I've been yeah. seeing that more and more and more. Seven point four GPA. I'm like, how? Yeah, no, yeah. How? Only have a four point oh. Like all AP and magnet courses since they were in seventh grade. When uh, when my when my girl when my wife says. Or graduated. I think she graduated with like a four point nine or some shit. And she I thought I went with the four point oh. Yes, like, I didn't know it was nothing the faster. Uh, yeah, I didn't uh, know. When you see valedictorians and salutatorians down from schools, they graduate. They shits be like, I literally the one boy he got like, I think it was like two million dollars in scholarship. Mm-hmm. They said this motherfucker got like a six point eight GPA or some crazy oh, shit. God damn. Bro, goddamn. Yeah, I turned in everything. Man. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I turned everything. in shit they didn't ask. The for. Shit they didn't even want. I was turning in like, yeah, <laughs> that damn, shit was real. Bro. I mean, you you gotta understand something. The same way we see in basketball, in automotive, and everything, there are just things that excel. It's the same way in academics now, where like being a, a B plus student is like that should get you nowhere. Yeah, like yeah, the fuck. That's crazy. Tell me that ten years ago. Yeah. I've been like, yeah. yeah, like I was happy with a B. Yeah, for real. <laughs> like shit, I, I got a B, nigga. Give me a magnet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put this on the fridge. Yeah. Show these niggas how we living. Yeah. Shit, bumper <laughs> sticker. Yeah, damn. Real shit. Show these motherfuckers how we getting it out here. Like yeah. <laughs> that's real. And you know, it it just everything changes, and I, I get it. Somebody the other day, I think uh, you even asked the question to Michael Nutter, like. Would this present day and age be a difficulty for anybody to run a government? Right. And it's just, yeah, like it, it makes you ask that all the way around the board. Yeah. Like raising kids in this climate where I was telling yeah. him the other day, uh, I was out because I, I do the dump trucking and shit. I was dropping off shit at Upper Darby High School the other day. School is back in the session. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, not trying to be funny. These kids look like the adults. Shit. Yeah. I got out the, I, I got out the truck. The, the girl was like, Chocolate, and I was like, "Yo, what the fuck, <laughs> no, bro? Like, what the fuck?" And I'm looking. She had on Louis Vuitton trainers, and I'm like, "Oh, that's to my mom." Nope. But then the the be- nah, and she, she was scared. Scared. <laughs> I was like, "Yo, like, they're like adults." I'm like, "She got on thirteen hundred dollar Louis Vuitton trainers." Yeah, these kids, wild, these, these kids have totally At different school. They, so, they got totally different social pressures. They got totally different um, like all fashion different. standards. All of that shit. My girl brother, eight, her, one of her younger brothers, eighteen years old. Um, him and his friend got shot at today, just driving in their neighborhood, like not doing nothing. But it's like the person that shot at them thought, like, why y'all spend the block too many times?
times. He was walking his dog and just started shooting at the car. His friend got shot three times in his legs. Oh, mm. shit. Just on a whim. Like, just had nothing mm. to do with nothing. He's circling the block because it's a block party and people park the over. But, park, but yeah. this little nigglet decided, oh, they trying to spin on me. I'm shooting the shit up. Bro, so so now eighteen year old kids laid up in the hospital with a broken shin and three bullets in his leg uh-huh. for trying no to, reason. Just trying to find parking. That's crazy. <laughs> like, like that's really fucking wild, bro. Yeah, it's a it. mess. Like, and it's like when you said the thing about about the about the young girl, whatever. So be it. Like, man, really came up with like a like a philosophy. He was like, yo, bro. I can't tell the difference no more. Like when we, we go bands. out, shit, like yeah. he's like, I need <laughs> wristbands. Wrist 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 no, I'm gonna t- tell you what it it's is. Crazy. I, I don't know if it's the. I I don't want to go down that rabbit hole of like the 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 food having shit in it and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. But you almost have to yeah. because the I, I'm telling you, you see these kids and not even on some like perverted right. shit. No, no, no really? just yeah. on some like why is the young boy six four. Yo, yeah. he's Real shit. tenth grade. Why the fuck is he six four oh. and carrying hundred and eighty pounds? That that like is it's unbelievable. And it's bro. normal now too. Whereas back in yeah. the day, if you were six four, one eighty, nigga, you was an anomaly. You no, were shit. I remember. Yeah, yeah. You were yeah. shit. I, re- I remember in high school getting like fitted for our shit. Like I'm sorry, mid, uh, eighth grade getting fitted for like our clothes, our cap yeah. and gown and shit. I was five seven. And I remember going to nurse. I was two twenty. In eighth grade. Yeah. So I was a big ass eighth yeah. grader. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I wore 13 in eighth grade. I was a big ass eighth grader. Yeah. That shit wasn't normal. But I talk yeah. to women now, people, they like, oh, yeah, my son wear a 12 and he, you know, in fifth grade. And it's just like, I remember when like, we what? were like anomalies <laughs> with that <laughs> shit. Back in the day. 12. That these shit, kids man. are big than a no, motherfucker. Real man. shit. Like, I was DJing my, uh, my little cousin trunk party. First of all, my little cousin, he just graduated high school. Mm-hmm. Little nigga, old, like, he bigger than. And me and I'm just like, bro, I'm 31 years old. What the f- is going on here? Like, he like 6'3, like literally like 180, 190. I'm just like, all right, that's it is what it is now. Yeah. But then, like I said, it's a trunk party, so he got all his little friends coming down and they little it's females, like they all hey DJ, no, nah, get the fuck <laughs> keep, keep, keep fucking going. Keep fucking going, dog. Like, no, nah, cause this ain't what it is. Cause it's just like Yeah, we definitely need wristbands. Like uh, wristbands. Wristbands, wristbands is some for shit. everybody. A scan, something. Like, y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> Put the chip in there. I'm looking at the kids the other day and I'm just like, yo, well, like the one girl had like I'm talking about like her titties were Falling out of yeah, her shirt, bro. and I'm like, <laughs> they, they have to send her home. Oh, like, there's no way that can go on. The young boy <laughs> walked past me while I was standing out there. This nigga had a hat on that said, "Girls are drugs." Bro. <laughs> <laughs> They're not sending you home with this type <laughs> like, of shit. Like this shit girls is, are drugs. yeah, this like you sent home for wearing white tees and dog. shit. Like what they the were sending, they were sending niggas back for snowman t-shirts. Yo, like, yo, nigga, yo, they was shit. banned. Like, like, you, they so was it's banned. just seeing these kids. Now I'm talking about like the the little girls. They had on shorts where like the the butt is hanging Take out. out. I'm yeah. just like, yo, how the fuck do they let this type of shit go on? And it's crazy because it's like it's it's seven thousand of them. Mm-hmm. So it's like <laughs> you, you you can't, can't even single them out because it's all of them. You're not gonna have a student body if you start pointing out who the fuck is doing what. Like yeah. they're gonna all be suspended and Bro, expelled. Real yeah. shit. Like the other day I was at at, at this party, whatever. So be it. This crazy behind block party. They want to call a freak Nick. Philly, whatever. Okay. <laughs> Sounds dangerous. It was. Sounds like something so, I know, wouldn't attend. <laughs> so, you know, they all, you know, going crazy, you know, getting videos and shit like that. And I go back to my car. My, my homie, she she fucked up, whatever, so be it. So I check on her. 
And I see one of the chicks that they was out there recording or whatever, so be it. And, you know, I'm talking to the chick, to the other lady that's mm-hmm. that's helping my friend before I came back. And she was like, yeah, you know, my daughter, when she was just in there, da 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 I was just like, you was in the middle of the fucking video and shit. She's like, yeah, she only 19. Only fucking 19. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Why the fuck is she out here? Like, yeah. like I was like, you... I, bro, that's why I'm like... I was like, why was, I was like, you do realize, like, a whole, like... 50% of these grown-ass men just recorded your daughter with her ass out, right? Yeah. Like, you do realize this shit. And 35 of that 50% will fuck your teenage daughter. Exactly. It's just like, bro, like, this is not a good thing. Nothing. Like, think nothing of it. I was like, this is not a good thing. And it's just like, and when it's even worse because now they, you know, motherfuckers sharing videos and shit. Mm-hmm. Bro, it's, I done seen more her in the fucking videos than any <laughs> other fucking video. And I'm just like, bro. You know what? I'm just Bro. glad. I'm <laughs> glad the fuck up. It's just like, what the fuck are we supposed to do now? I mean, you like, they, said it. It they, started with the parents. She condoned it. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, I was like, but. Yeah, all that shit starts But the crazy thing is, I was like, all right, so this got to be a, a kid having a kid situation. The lady's almost fucking 40. Like, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's like, what the fuck? And the thing is, it's like that's actually pretty good for nowadays because yeah, because she could have been thirty three yeah, and the daughter like, was nineteen, and that's that's, that's a expecting. whole nother conundrum. And then her mom fifty or some shit that's like how that. I'm like, yeah. What the fuck is going? Like that's why I was expecting. I was expecting. I was like, are right, you got to be like at least like thirty three? No, nope. she's actually forty. I was like, so you Ben was supposed to say get your ass the fuck home? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know better. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. know better. Like the these, fuck, bro. These kids are just they're. they're they're grown as fuck, man. I remember driving a 54. I pulled up in front of Dobbins, and the young boy came out. He's like, OG, what time you pull off? I was like, I got like 11 minutes. He was like, all right, shit. He went his shirt. Yo. <laughs> Nigga, no. Yo. And I was like, how stressed out could you possibly be? Oh, yeah. Like, how bad was bad class, bro? <laughs> but I, I, and you know, kids, when I was kids, smoked cigarettes. But it's yeah, like, yeah. when you want this shit, it's like, it's like it's you change transmissions. You be in a pack. Oh, shit. Damn, That's funny as fuck. All right, before we get out of here, let's get into y'all networks on it, man. How did that come about and, you know, how y'all feeling about it? So uh, we recently did a deal with uh, Revolt Podcast Network oh, and uh, Revolt TV. So basically what it is is um, roughly <laughs> a year ago uh, from now, um, you know, they kind of looked at the podcast landscape and was like, yo, we need to do something uh, where we can, like, house, you know, these different, you know, urban podcasts that meet our direct demographics outside yeah. of, like, television. They was like, because, you know, our t- we're, we're they're limited in TV. You only have so many programming hours where it's like actual viable watch time for TV. But podcasting is like way more open because, um, you know, people listen to podcasts whenever, wherever, whatever. So it's a more open medium. And the advertisement lasts forever versus like with television advertisement, um, you know, you really have that snapshot of like when that show airs. Yeah. And that's pretty much it or whatever the case may be. So in trying to expand their digital, um, they started they they started Revolt Podcast Network last uh, August very quietly. And they started it with just repurposing audio from the shows that they have video for. Yeah. So like um, Carisha, please. Um, Killer Mike show, Jim Jones, Weatherman show, all of that. That was like the foundation of it or whatever. And then. Uh, this past spring, they had their first 
podcast class mm. where they had podcasts that they targeted, hand selected, whatever, whatever, to come on board with them um, to be part of their first inaugural spring class. So every year they're going to do a spring and a fall class. Mm. So during that time, a friend of ours, um, at the end of last year, a friend of ours, Clint Coley, had came on the show, whatever. We had a phenomenal show with him. And the, one of the first things he said to me was, yo, I got a situation for y'all. And I'm like, what's the situation? He's like, yo, the situation is, he's like, I'm going to make an introduction, whatever. I'm going to put you in a room with the right people. I can't guarantee it's going to go through. But I, if they see what I see, y'all going to have a situation, you know, soon or whatever. So that was like at the top of the year. Then in January, we went to an event at Rec Philly. The same night we did our core interview, we did an event. We went to an event at Rec Philly and the head of pro, the VP of programming for Revolt and VP of programming business affairs was at Re Revolt. Mm. He actually turned out to be a Philly guy. And I was like, mm. oh shit. So we went there. We just did like, you know, brief introduction, you know, shook hands and all that talked for a brief second, but he was being inundated by so many people that, um, you know, he didn't really process who we were in right. real time so right. we had to leave there event a little bit early went did our core interview whatever whatever and i was just kind of like damn that was kind of like a fail so we was like let down a little bit or whatever and then i reached out to uh clint and let him know like hey we met <clears throat> aki at the rec philly event da, da 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 if you can just put a bug in his ear he like all right cool so at this point we're like a month removed from the conversation we had in december so he's like all right cool i got y'all so he made the introduction and when he came back around when aki came back around and responded to us he was like yo it's crazy i was actually looking for y'all guys like when i met y'all at the event at rec i didn't really know who y'all were whatever yeah. whatever he was like but you know clint told me a lot about y'all i'm familiar with y'all catalog i just seen y'all did umar y'all did like he was running down everything that we did i was like oh shit like this like <laughs> yeah, this is like yeah. like a real thing or whatever so you know at that point we just started to uh like kind of like forge a bond and like ha have conversations so it started with me just having direct conversations with him and clint or whatever and then at some point clint discharged himself so then it was me and Aki talking and then we had a zoom call um like exploratory call or whatever i'm giving him the history of the of the, of the brand and you know some of the accolades and all of that that we've done and um he was like yo i like it you know um i, I actually you know preemptively i want to get y'all set up for like our fall class or whatever like that. He was like, you know, we finalize everybody for spring, but preemptively I want to get y'all set up for our fall class and, you know, everything aligns. So then we yeah. had a follow-up call maybe like two weeks later. I reeled Madden on the call. I put Big Dan on the call, whatever, whatever. And, you know, we got deeper into, like, more specifics. What are, like, you know, the revenue splits? What's the distribution like? What's this, this, and this? What's the benefits? You know, what do we need to do in order to be on brand standard and all of that stuff? And we basically, at after that call, made a decision, like, yo, we're going to find a way to make a way to do this. Because we had a situation last year we were trying to do with uh, Spotify and The Ringer that just kind of, like, didn't really work out. It was kind of, mm. we were speaking two different languages, and it just kind of didn't work out. So that kind of a little bit defeated us, but it also also motivated us like yo we just got more work to do so it's like all right <clears throat> going into the clint situation we already had the umar interview in the can and all of that and then by the time uh we had our initial conversations in february and then our first zoom call in march the situation really kind of moved really fast so whatever and you know we had an agreement in principle for a while uh we knew in april that we were doing this and all of that stuff and they allowed us to do something that they normally don't do which is make our own separate announcement from their class announcements because like when they announced Clint situation, we was actually in rec Philly with Clint recording a show and they were announcing that he was a part of, you know, revolt podcast network and all that, blah, blah, blah. And Aki is on the phone. He's like, yo, ask Chad, do, do I owe him anything? Do he need any more information? This, this, and this. So from there, basically we knew. So that was in, uh, what was that in March? 
April. April. We yeah. already knew, like, yo, we're going to do this, whatever, whatever. And then, you know, a couple weeks ago, we got a contract, uh, went over deal points, everything got ratified, and uh, we had our event this past, last weekend or whatever. We announced it to our audience. Shit went kind of like Philly regional viral, whatever, like literally thousands of people posted it and everything like that. Um, and I've heard, like, some of the bigger uh, media people in Philly got wind of it. They haven't said nothing to me, but it's it's like a big point of like talk and chatter like and then there's going to be a follow-up announcement that's going to come from revolt and revolt podcast network and um the end of september first week of october after revolt world or whatever where everybody will see it and then we'll probably get another wave of like you know attention and congratulations and there's going to be like a press release and a write-up on their website and the whole nine so it's like a you know it's a real big deal man and um i'm I'm excited about it it was a partner that culturally made sense um you know obviously you know Fashion myself, nickname myself C Diddy, but people actually gave me that name. But <laughs> Puff is somebody that um, you know I admire in business yeah. for a lot of different reasons. I think he's a real good representation of uh, you know what it means to come from um, you know from the ghetto and urban circumstances and defy the odds. Man, is a billionaire, you yeah, know what I mean? And yeah. you know he owns a television network. He has his whole umbrella <laughs> under Combs Enterprises, all his different multimedia stuff that he's doing. Um, they're building, um, fully building out a facility in LA. They already have a production studio. And um, TV uh, hub in Atlanta now, but they're doing re- replicating that building one out in LA. Um, he's involved with uh, Rec Philly. They're doing ten locations in ten cities with Rec Philly. Yeah, uh, so this is going to be all different markets. Miami being the first one, and it's like that infrastructure. And what I key calls it is the Revolt flywheel is what attracted us to revolt because they offer so many different services. Like they do PR and management for people that you don't even know. Like they did all of Drewski's PR and all of that stuff. Oh, and that's shit. how the fuck he blew up. Like he was started from being a part of their hub and they like, yo, Drewski got so big. We can't even afford to sign him. Like, because we did too good of a job, like marketing him and putting him out there in all of these right places and spaces and stuff like that. Uh, they gave Justin LaBoy a show. Um, uh, who else? They recently, uh, oh, uh, Desi Banks. They do PR and and, and and management for Desi Banks. So it's like all these different services that was just kind of like, damn. So it's like, you know, the first step was obviously, you know, signing to the podcast network. And then eventually, and they're going to handle uh, TV distribution for us also. So we won't be on Revolt TV, mm-hmm. but we will be on Revolt TV and Control TV, which is a subsidiary, hold non-exclusive TV blocks on all these different TV networks. Mm-hmm. So they'll places on those so like uh zoomy uh uh uh, zoomy pluto uh tubi voodoo uh revolt tv the revolt app and it's like two or three more or whatever where we're gonna have tv placement or whatever and then we get a mechanical royalty for that also but we get to keep all of our digital rights it's a licensing deal it's a true partnership that's in our favor and um you know there's supposed to be plans for like podcast tours and all of that where they're pairing up different podcasts to go on tour and stuff so we've already talked about that because we have a hard ticket history of yeah. being able to sell a lot of hard tickets for shows and um it's, it's exciting man so it's like you know it's we're we're not the first from the city because clint you know did it first or whatever but because clint is so big and so omnipresent and been in la for so long people don't really identify him with like philly the way that they do for us so it's yeah. like even though we're second it kind of feels like we first god damn man. shit shit yeah <laughs> shit the rest. you yeah congrats like shit it. like i ain't look um <laughs> That shit was like a real press conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. 
he was saying shit I didn't know. I'm like, damn, we did all that. We, we signed what? We signed what now? Okay, we so, it broke so, first here on the set. Yeah, so um, I believe um, October, somewhere between like the beginning to middle of October, we'll start broadcasting on. Uh, so people will be able to search the Realest Podcast ever, and then go to Revolts, um, you know, podcast feed, whether it be Spotify, Apple, whatever, whatever, under their network feed, and they'll see us. Like, so we'll be there, or whatever. And something else we didn't really talk about. We're actually changing our format. We're going to two shows a week. Oh shit! Two shows a week. Yeah, so we're gonna be releasing shows uh, Mondays and Thursdays. That's good. Uh, as far as our regular feed, regular feed, okay. yeah. Right. And then our That's Patreon is still gonna be what it is. That's a good job. Money. Right. Do y'all have like a um like a in y'all contract is like a certain amount of episodes I got to do? We actually like we tailored it to what for, we yeah how how we wanted to yeah, do it. We, we basically it was supposed to be for fifty two episodes. We mm. opted for one hundred and four, so basically still within a year, but doing two episodes a week. Okay, so it's like a year. A year so it's basically yeah. it's two seasons. We basically broke the season up into two parts. So it's going to be twenty eight weeks, twenty eight weeks with two weeks in between each. Yeah. Each okay. That's good. All right. Okay. What would you? What would you saying? God damn. Anything else, fellas? Yeah, Before we get out of here? Yeah, nah, man. We appreciate the time, man. We had a great time today. Talked a lot of shit. Uh, you know, rehashed a lot of old memories. Went down memory lane. Uh, anybody out there that's not familiar with us, make sure y'all follow us on social media. Um, at official TRPE. Uh, the Twitter is still TRPE because again, I got deleted. Um, we also got our YouTube. Uh, you can just search TRPE. Everything will pop up. Y'all can subscribe to the YouTube. We appreciate that. And uh, we're available everywhere. Podcasts. Um, you know, are distributed. Apple, Spotify. Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Pocket Cast, wherever you find podcasts yeah. at, man, we everywhere. Yeah. Right, thank y'all for coming out, right, man. Thank y'all for, thank y'all. Sure. for sure, for sure. Before we go, I just want to say that y'all, um, y'all didn't like uh, take no shortcuts. Y'all put the work in yeah. as far as you know with y'all podcast. Y'all, y'all did it. Y'all was yeah. solid the whole way through. Yeah, y'all didn't do I, I antics. Y'all at, stuck at, to y'all. The y'all show, guns. He he had a moment where he got emotionally cried on stage and we like announced it, just talking about like the 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 feels and the and the flow of going through it all. And I I didn't because I you know I'm you, straight up G. I know you were. <laughs> but, <laughs> but real I, nigga all day. Yeah, real nigga all day. But By I, myself. Yeah, all day. <laughs> but I I thought about it like in the next couple of days, like and it kind of hit me like. Damn, we damn sure did start like a podcast just like at my kitchen counter. And we've gotten to the point now where we've recorded in multiple places. We've done live shows in multiple places. We've had all these different accolades. We got we got acknowledged by the city, the mayor's office. We've people writing articles about us. People mention us and all this shit. And it's just like, damn, you know what I mean? Like, it's one of those. When you sit and like look back, because we just did another show where we kind of went down the memory lane, John, mm-hmm. like real, real. He was you, rehashing stuff we forgot. We forgot. You forget about you like mm-hmm. like even this. Like I forget we went to L.A. and recorded with Crip Mac. You know what <laughs> I mean? I forget that shit. Like because it's like it's been so so long. So to get to a point where a major national player in the podcast mm-hmm. space mm-hmm. is like y'all, it's kind of just like oh shit. All right, cool. You know, like you don't really you know, think yeah, about it till yeah. you think about it, but it's yeah. like, yeah, we, it's been seven years, like seven years mm. of doing this yeah, from shit. from inception to execution. Seven, seven years, years of doing it every day, 
Like, not just every week, but, like, every day, but we constantly throwing this at each other, throwing mm-hmm. topics, throwing, how you feel about this? How you feel about this person? I'm going to work on, I was on a call the other day with a huge guest trying to get his homie to get his yeah. ass in line, and he's working in the, we got a billionaire coming on the show in a couple yeah, weeks. We got like, our first billionaire we, coming we, on. It's just, like, constantly just doing things and having discussions back and forth, and, you know, we was doing this while I was working 80 yeah. hours a week, and he was dealing with the club shit, yeah. and just, you know, it, it gets, to, and I got to remember, there is nobody. Like we, you know what I'm saying? Big Dan just became like a figure of being behind the camera. But for the most part, it's me and him. And it's like, yeah, we got a world around us. You know, people like Rob, people like Marv, people like Kev, people like Lee, people like Jules. We got all these different people. But for the most part, it's it's me and him. Mm -hmm. And this shit not easy. I quit. I, 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 I straight was like, yo, with that big nigga... <laughs> yo, like you, you on your own, boss. Because it's yo. like, yo, I can't between this and trying to handle right, life and yeah. trying to do this. I'm trying to figure out if I want to go overseas. Like it's just a lot of shit going on, and you know, to get to a point where it feel like finally, because you, 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 you go through the throes of all your peoples, like your fans and all the people in the audience. Like, man, y'all lit. Y'all the next ones to go. Y'all mm-hmm. go and y'all, man. I'm to y'all next. And you, we was next three years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can't be, you can't be next for that long. We was man. in a position. We was ready to chalk it up at the end of this, at the end of last year. We was ready to like we we said we we came together and made an agreement. We gonna get this shit a hard twelve months, and then we gonna reevaluate. And if this shit don't kick off, we don't get no network situation or partnership or no big multinational sponsor that renews every year. We gonna pivot and we just gonna do a sports show, and that's just gonna be what the fuck it was because it was like yo, it's it's. It's I was a, ready to do a cooking. Yeah, show. it was a, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was becoming a labor of love, and it's like, yo, you know, just because we, you know, we produce revenue every month, you know, through Patreon and merch here, drops here and there, and all of that shit, it just still wasn't sustaining itself, and I'm just like, yo. We are. We was in like a weird spot, and I'm just like, yo, are we actually good? Like, we started feeling like a little bit of imposter syndrome because it's yeah. like, yo, we tell people are telling us y'all phenomenal, but I'm like. I ain't feeling feeling it. Like, this shit not cutting through. And then, you know, it's a situation where, you know, sometimes you air out all your grievances and God just laughs at your problems and fix that shit all in one swoop. And that's exactly what happened. Like, I keep it a buck with you. Like, it's, we get to the point where we do 10 shows a month on our Patreon. Right? Minimum. Mm -hmm. 10 shows a month, minimum. I'm just keeping it a buck. There ain't many Patreons out here. And I'm talking about motherfuckers that's charging $25, $50 a month. Mm. They not doing 10 episodes a month on Patreon. Mm. I'm the big dogs. Four episodes. Yes. I'm not joking. We do 10 a month on our Patreon. Two of them geared directly towards our audience. On top of doing four two-hour shows on our main feed. So on any given month, we're just doing a base of yeah. 14 shows. If you do four two-hours and 10 one-hours, you got 18 hours of content for the month. That's just a base. Never mind us doing this. Two and a half hours yeah. with y'all. Two hours with them. An hour mm-hmm. here. Hour here. He in North Jersey doing an hour. I'm in the last month, we did nine other podcasts outside of our show. Right. And some required travel. All, re- all required time. Yeah. Thinking. Planning. Like, all of so, that shit. So, you do this, and then when you don't see the, like, the, the embrace you know what I mean? Yeah. And then let's be real. We're doing a, a a a show that has been, for the most part, geared towards Philadelphians. Mm-hmm. There ain't another show out here where you can go and you can listen to A.O., who's a streetball legend from North Philly. 
Michael Nutter, who's the former mayor. DJ A Boogie, who's the biggest DJ in like the world. Yeah. Barb, who owns <laughs> Tasties. Omar Tate, who's the chef of the year. Ra, who went to Penn and is one of the biggest sports gamblers out there with Bill Simmons in the ringer. Uh, uh, dope shows. Kev Dolce and Herm Dolce. Mm-hmm. It's just Philadelphia. Pastor Carl. Pastor Carl. Who just opened up Clint for, uh, Coley. Just Mona. opened up for Don't Funny call me Marco e- this weekend. You, you name them. It's just like they've been on the show. Yeah. And it's like when you when you don't see that nest that that quick embrace or that that even that long embrace after a while it's just like what's happening that it's like we're talking to all the people you like mm-hmm. all this content something's not connecting right you understand what I'm saying yeah. and it puts you in a spot where you just like should I just go do something else yeah yeah and that's the like, and that's the biggest thing. It's like we're so good at a lot of different shit. I'm just like, we just gonna do something yeah. else. I can I'll get out. I'm 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 the type of person where it's like, yo, if I'm the problem, I'll get out y'all way. Yeah. Y'all can have this shit. Because yeah. I'm gonna be successful regardless. Whatever I do or decide to do, I could go back to doing nightclubs tomorrow and make two hundred thousand dollars a year. No problem. Yeah. And I and I, I look at it like it got deeper than my sisters or my wife or my friends yep. telling me you're good. I can remember my dispatcher, except to pull me to the side, was like, yo, your, your podcast is really, really like all that. Yeah. He's like, I know you ain't going to be here much longer. He's like, just, <laughs> just do it gracefully. I'm like, okay. I'm literally out and about. They come to me like, yeah, they was talking about you down at the union hall. Like, yeah, the guy from Allegheny got some show, man. It's like, everybody's like, yeah, that shit is real. So he do something, some type of radio show or something. So I'm just like... Yeah, you out in the out in the public. You with your girl. You with your family. Your friend. Whatever. People are just walking up to you. Like yo, man, you get me through my work week. Yo, man, when I go on trips and I do over the road trucking, man, I save your shows. Listen to when I get out there. I told you, dude, came to me the other night. Was like, yo, man, my whole life changed listening to y'all. Yeah. I had somebody straight came to me. Was like, yo, I just got approved for my first house. Nobody in my family ever owned a house. Listening to y'all on Patreon talk that credit shit. I got approved for a house. How the fuck am I not supposed to be doing this? And you have them moments where you really, really sit back and you just like, it. we became a big if you know, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how it felt. Where it's like, yeah, we not sensational. There is no nonsense. We, he's never going to have a wig on and we cursing each other the fuck out. It's, it's just never going to happen. But you listen to us, you get real honest talk. These are honest discussions. These are honest thoughts. This is what I'm feeling. This is how I'm feeling today. This is what I'm thinking today. We might bid on some shit. We might go down a rabbit hole talking about some shit one of us learned for the week. It's just good discussion between two maturing men. And we realize to like not bring our friends because they're knuckleheads. But (laughs) never mind that. It's like people don't want to hear that. You know what I'm saying? I want to hear y'all because y'all are really putting your all into this shit. And, you know, you just get to a point where like you see it now. Like, all right, now it feels like the pendulum is finally starting to swing. Yep. And things are starting to line up where it's like, oh, damn, yeah, you're good enough to do this. Or, yeah, you should be recognized for this. Or you should have this going on. And we didn't even talk about the fact we just got uh, honored by the city. We got recognized by the city. But, yeah, city council gave us a a Living Legends uh, award. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, it it feels good. It's big. It it feels good, but at the same time, it's like it's 
the work is like just starting. As yeah, crazy yeah. as that sounds. Like, yeah, we've been seven years at it, but it's like we're trying to go 27. So exactly. it's like you got a lot more work to do because now you're going to have certain eyes on you. You're going to have certain doors that get open for you. You're going to have certain people where we couldn't get this interview before because before it was two dickheads in a camera <laughs> production. <laughs> now it's like this is Revolt Podcast Network mm-hmm. calling on behalf of the do da 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 It's just all. It sounds better. It, it sounds and looks a lot better. So it's a whole different ball game and a whole different type of feel. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, I'm appreciative and I'm thankful for the opportunity. But at the same time, you got to acknowledge, like, niggas really did 15, 18 hours of content a month on top of doing their regular day-to-day yeah. lives. Yeah. And we didn't. Like he said, the biggest difference is we just didn't stop. It's a lot of podcasts that came along and phased out. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of podcasts that had it rolling and just stopped for yep. whatever reason. It was podcasts that, that started before us and they had a different, you know, they, had, they wasn't like in the sphere of what we was doing, like entertainment, news and all of that. Mm-hmm. But it was like, oh, business uh, this or credit that yeah. or whatever, whatever. People that introduced us to who we eventually was in business with at New Media and stuff like that. And they podcast is nowhere to be found. We invested our own money, time, bunch of headache yep. for Three and a half years. We went three and a half years, essentially felt like we was just dumping money down. Every single month. And that's the part where, like, he says all the time, it takes you 10 years to become an overnight success. Because people are going to see this who don't know of anything about this just be like, oh, where they come from? Mm -hmm. Not knowing that I was legitimately waking up at 6 a.m., going to drive two trips on the nine, going on break at 10 o'clock, Driving up northeast to meet him to record our show, Feasterville, (laughs) to record our show, trying to hurry up and get back down the boulevard before my break was over to go back on the street. That's the type of shit you do, and you don't really think about it. It just was like it's it's what needs to be done. Yep, and you do that, and there is no golden ticket at the end. There might not be no rainbow at the end. You know what I mean? Like, you really don't know. You might not even get a good job. You might not even get a, oh, we fuck with the show. Yeah. You might get, you might, it might be nothing like, at the so, end. Like you said, until you did, you might not even get acknowledged. Like, yeah. it's, a, it's a thankless fucking job. So, you know, you going out and doing all of this, and there ain't no, I know people, man, listen, there's people that fuck with me. There's women that have lo- all that, but they don't listen to this shit. It's just life. That's the way it go. And you got to be ready for that, and you got to be yep. cool with that. And if you cool with that and you ready for that, then do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But if we are, at, at, at times, I feel like a little too humble. You know what I mean? I'll be honest. I, I feel that about myself. Like, yeah, because you should be able to stand up and, like, pound on your chest. Like, yeah, nigga, like, I did something that's pretty cool. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, nobody yeah. in my family did no crazy shit like that. Everybody, like, worked and did they 30 years and retired. Like, I'm the first one that's, like, kind of stepping out there. And I left from a situation that was, like, again, a 30-year and retired, you know? Like, I mm-hmm. stepped out there and was just like, I want to pursue this because I think I'm good at this. So why the fuck not? If not me, who? Yeah. And, you know, I feel I feel good about it. I feel comfortable about it. And I feel like we're in position to really, really show what we can do. And if you're not inspired by it or you're not, like, damn, that's decent, uh, you, you need to go to the fucking doctor. Because <laughs> it's two niggas who essentially started with nothing. Mm-hmm. Like we, didn't have, we didn't even have equipment when we started. Yep. We was going to the studio paying them. And the studio realized what was happening. Kind of tried to like lock us into a situation with their network, and it got so ridiculous to where they realized we were making money, and was like, "Oh man, we we should get some of that money." Yep. Mm-hmm. And we had to get out of that. And I say it all the time. We started our own RSS feed. 
the same RSS feed that we're about to reroute and partner with Revolt because they're taking control of the RSS feed. When we started that RSS feed, that first episode had like 212 downloads. Yep. Dead ass. After I'm looking left. at it like like how I said the first 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 episode we did had 14,000 downloads. I'm looking at the 212 like, is this right? Oh. Like, we, so don't, don't nobody give a fuck? Because we wasn't on our own <laughs> when we started with the network. That was their that was RSS, their RSS yeah. feed. We started our own RSS feed. That shit had to. I had to start over, yeah. Yeah. We had shit. to start from scratch. scratch. Where's Scratch? Where's Scratch? Over there. We went back to Scratch. We, we had 212 downloads on that first can't tell show. me nothing about we got, this media we, shit. We got our banner a couple months ago that we hit 2 million downloads. And it was just Damn, like. that's good shit. Man, like, all right. Like, so, you know. End of the day, it's like, yeah, it's it was time to celebrate this past weekend, but still a lot of work and a lot of things I want to do. We like, got two interviews tomorrow that yeah, we're doing like, with two totally different people, people yeah. that do two totally different things. And then uh, next Friday, we're supposed to be interviewing uh, somebody else that's a creative director for like a super big artist, multi-platinum mm-hmm. artist, one of the biggest artists out. We interviewing him uh, on Friday uh, if everything go through. And then two weeks after that, we got uh, our first billionaire on the show. And then after that... Uh, Trying to lock up our, our first big drop for the situation. Yeah. So it's just a lot. But like I said, it, it's fun and it's rewarding and it feels good. Because, you know, think about it. We we, we, we be at three hours. Three, three hours. hours. I mean, yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> we, Bro, we ain't, we ain't do shit. Yeah, I'm about to say, Rob just over there just yeah. enjoying the conversation <laughs> and shit. But I, I noticed that when we whenever we go to do somebody's show, the one we always get is... I've recorded with y'all longer than I recorded with anybody. Like we get that yeah. shit all the time. If we go do a show that's gonna be forty five minutes, it ends up being an hour and a half. If we go do somebody's show that's an hour, it ends up being an hour and a half. We go do somebody's show that's an hour and a half, it ends up being two and a half hours. We go do a yeah. show that's supposed to be two hours, it ends up being three and a half. Hours. Like just because people are like, man, I can listen to y'all niggas talk all day. Like, mm-hmm. God, man, like it's so definitely probably our longest. Podcast for real, for real. Like, yeah, I ain't gonna man. lie to you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go eat. We have that effect. <laughs> I'm, about to say, I'm a little, yeah, I'm getting a little hungry. Chipotle and shit. Yeah, burrito. Yeah. But no, we appreciate y'all having us, man. And just, Definitely. you know, if I could say anything, just keep going. Like, motherfuckers, the thing is, people are afraid to fail. Yep. Because yeah. failing, or even worse, afraid to look uncool. Yeah, like right. I'm, like I'm participating in some shit that ain't cool or ain't the wave or whatever. It's like you got to forge your own path at the end of the day Fa- and do what you believe in. Failing is uncomfortable as shit. It is. You know what I'm saying? It's the yeah. most uncomfortable thing you could, because you don't know what's gonna happen after you do that. You don't know if people are gonna laugh. You don't know if people are gonna feel sorry. You don't know yeah. if you won't get condolences. You yeah. really don't know. And it's the fear. In the mental of failing that makes people not want to attempt anything. You know what I mean? People I know who are actually creative or actually had good ideas that just didn't want to even take an attempt at that shit. Yeah. Yeah. So just taking the attempt, you Mm -hmm. already are in the game. Don't stop doing this shit. Trust and believe me, dog. Like, I'm not joking. Like, like it was funny because I was in the gym today with my homie. And we were just, like, joking around, like, talking shit or whatever, whatever. And he had mentioned, like, pull-ups. And I was like, yeah, some, some, some. I was, I was knocking out, like, 10, 12 pull-ups at a time. And he was like, you can't do no fucking pull-ups. And I literally just, like, randomly did a pull-up in front of him. And then, like, held myself up there and was, like, looking down at him. He was like, yo, you really can do fucking pull-ups? just like... Yeah, I remember when I attempted to do pull-ups when I first started working out years ago, that shit was like a joke. Yeah. Now it's like an afterthought. Yeah. And that's kind of how it go. Like, you break down to build up. 
And that's just, you know that shit. Like, that's just the reality. Like, I can tell you, I remember my first time getting on a fucking pedal bike. I did like three miles and was gassed. I got to the point where I rode that bike 81 miles one day. Mm. So it's like, if you just don't stop, you're going to get there. Yeah. That, that, like, not trying, you, if you decide today I'm walking to California and don't stop, you know you have to get to California. <laughs> Eventually. Eventually yeah. But you're just not you're not gonna like get to like somewhere that uh, isn't California if you just decide don't stop walking. Yeah. That's a fact. When that's the, the there's there's nothing else. When your four is gone. No, that's a fact, bro. That's so it. really that's what it be is the fact that people will attempt shit and then stop and then they'll turn around and be like, You attempting shit? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, people will place their insecurities and their fears on you when you're trying to do something that looks like uncomfortable or something that where you uh, blazing uncharted territory. Because that's exactly what we did. There was podcasts that came before us, but it's like their POV, their POV was different, especially from from our area where we're from. Mm-hmm. And they didn't really have a notoriety. And for whatever reason, people took to this shit like a fish to water from our first episode, man. And it was just like we had extreme highs. We did the roost picnic early as shit. Mm-hmm. We did the first podcast stage, first podcast on the first podcast stage at the Roost Picnic, at the last Roost Picnic at fucking Festival Pier. They over at the fucking man now, whatever. And then, you know, people care so much. It was like a whole controversy when we wasn't wasn't. on uh, last year and this year. And this year, I had to tell people like, it's okay. Tone it down. Tone it down. Yeah, like... But I'm one of them people in life where I, I have moments of like doubt because yeah. I think that's what everybody does. It's normal. Yeah. it's normal. But then when I think about it, there really hasn't been shit I haven't achieved in life. That's just the reality of it. Everything yeah. I wanted to do, I kind of just did. I didn't make the basketball team in sixth grade. That's the first. <laughs> but outside of that, I've pretty much, like, dead ass, when my wife, the day I met her, I was like, I'm, I'm going to marry you. I literally said that to her. Been together 13 years. There's literally nothing I haven't like said that you know that manifestation shit. That's yeah. real. As as nutty that's as it sounds, yeah, I'm yeah. not about to wear no rocks and no crystals and no shit. <laughs> but that shit is real. Yeah. That shit is a real thing. So it's like, yeah, if you can believe that shit, you can achieve. I hate to go 80s. <laughs> you know, believe it. No hope in no. Yeah. But if you can achieve, uh, believe that shit, believe me, yo, <laughs> you can get there. And I, I know we got a lot more shit. I, I keep it above with you. like, And I'll say it here. I want to interview Barack Obama. And I honestly think That'd we could crazy. do that. I yeah, honestly think we could have a dope-ass conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We already put our hat in the ring to uh, interview Van Jones. We should yeah. have an inter- ooh, uh, answer ooh, soon. Yeah. We're going to get okay. Van yeah, that might be, be happening sooner than later. Yeah, not nah, because what it is is we are we in a space where um you know we're we're men of a certain age, so it's like all of our contemporaries and stuff that's doing something positive is doing something really positive. Mm-hmm. They're doing impactful shit, so they're around in the orbit of all of these super successful people. I know somebody that's got a one to one relationship with Van Jones. They call him on the phone, and talk to the man every mm-hmm. day. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a situation where it's like, yo, just 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 see, just ask. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, he gonna be here on such and such date. I'm a I'm a figure that out for y'all. You know what I'm saying? My niece called me last night. She Polo G Chef. She said, yo, um, Polo gonna be here. I know you don't have no parties no more and all this and all that. But if you need him for something, let me know. I'm like, see if we can get a 20 minute interview. Mm-hmm. She like. I'm going to talk to his assistant on Tuesday. I'm going to ask. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I'm, I'm, we're in a position now where it's like everybody is starting to reach their final form and establish themselves. And whether it be a passion project or a career or whatever, whatever. And life has taken all of these different people that we know. 
that we've helped in one way or another um, and helped them, you know, develop or platform them on the show, whatever, whatever. And now they're happy to fucking make them phone calls and all that because they know mm-hmm. it's not no bullshit attached to it. Mm-hmm. They know that it's going to be a respectful conversation. We're not going to embarrass nobody. And it's something that's going to be like a legacy piece, something that people can fucking mm-hmm. hang their hat on that they're proud of. Like, no, I was on the Rose podcast ever. Look, check this out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mike Nutter was like, yo, um, he's like, I don't have Instagram, but I'm big on Twitter. Anything y'all put out there, just tag me and then text me and let me know it's out there and I'll share it. And sure enough, every single clip, every link, whatever, whatever I sent, he shared. He got 140,000 followers. He don't got to mm-hmm. do that shit. Yeah. Yeah, ex mayor, <laughs> two time mayor, ex mayor, yeah, yeah. My very, my very last John. So as far as like um doing like interviews and stuff, do y'all still find y'all own people or do like uh, Revolt have like a hand when that with they told y'all? us they told us when we had the, the <laughs> initial sec well the second Zoom we did because that one was on with uh the VP and uh, podcast coordinator podcast coordinator and he was like just give me the wish list. Of, of who you want yeah. and, and we'll go to work. So I'm like, all right, Barack, Jay-Z. I'll show you the list. Like I have I have a regular list yeah, and then, then I have a, a Hail Mary yeah, list. Hail Mary list. And then uh don't repeat this, but I'm gonna show you that's our, our upcoming guest. Oh. Oh. Mm. All right. Might put the sophisticated look. I like, on. I like that one. <laughs> like, oh yeah. shit! Like, that's gonna be a good one. Confirmed. Like all of those are confirmed. You know what I'm saying? That's gonna be a good one. Let me see. Yeah, I'll yeah, make, yeah. I'll make sure I ain't miss none. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm gonna show you the. Um, so I got a I got a wish list of like r- stuff that can happen. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a big deal. And then I got like a hell mary list. And the hell mary list is like. Issa Rae, uh, SZA, like, mm. to where it's like, these people don't really talk to Kevin anybody. Hart. Yeah, why the fuck are they going to talk to us? Actually, I have a path to a Kevin Hart interview. Yeah. The problem is, is that it needed to be, it was like a clear path. And I got a homie that's in the entertainment industry, like a big deal. He um he 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 lives in South Florida, but he programmed events for uh like Live and Stories nightclub group. But he also has um a company that, uh, does installations for like artists and stuff. So he uh, TikTok had a Black History Month concert. That was his concert, like shit like that. Like when Kevin Hart did um, Vegas, Vegas. Rehab. He he put him at the Hard Rock at rehab, Hard Rock. yeah, yeah at rehab. You know what I'm saying? So it's like stuff like that to where it's like he's the only person that's not part of Heartbeat Productions that can book Kevin Hart, like stuff like that. So he told me he said, "Yo, you got to do this. You got to get you got to get beans. You got to go viral." And then after you get beans, then I'm going to fucking show Meek the beans that, interview. Mm, then I'm going to interview Meek. Mm. And then we're going to do Trey songs. And then after that, I'm going to get y'all Kevin mm. Hart, whatever. Mm. The problem is everybody can get beans on the phone except me, apparently. Yeah. Like, I've been, I've been chasing beans for this. And that was two years ago. It was two Augusts ago. I've been chasing beans for this interview for two years. I've offered him all types of money. He did a concert last Saturday going against us, all kinds of shit. And it's just like... I, I I talked to his assistant. She was like, "Let me get all that beans. And I'm gonna get right back to you." That was four months ago. She never got back to me. So Damn. now the path looks a little bit different because we with the network now. Yeah. So now it's like all those people. Yeah. I was in, in defeat. We were more gracious than we were for the people that showed up, and and that's something that we can hang our hat on. It's like 
we had every reason to spaz and curse motherfuckers out. We just was gracious and like, not right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. like, a no was not always no. It might be a not right not now. Not right now, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So us being gracious at defeat is going to allow us to come back around. And I'm going to have our podcast coordinator and our marketing team Hey, here's the list of who I want. And then it's going to be like, hey, this is such and such from Revolt Podcast Network calling on behalf of the Realist Podcast. Mm-hmm. It, it changes the you conversation. Spend that block a second time. Because number one, nobody wants to piss Puff off. And then number two, nobody wants to piss the network off. Because that may end up being like an avenue or something where they could turn around and break bread and make money with them later. So mm-hmm. it's a different conversation now. So it's like, yo, for everybody that we definitely already had, we're going to repeat some of those. We're going to have Umar back. We're going to have Smart again. We might have Smart and Umar together and really break the Smart fucking Smart and Umar together. That'd be crazy. Shit. That'd be crazy. That's be wild. Yeah, that's I just got to figure shit. out the timing in the proper venue to, you know, to host that, whatever, whatever, and get our POV together, but that's going to happen. So it's like all of these different stuff. Um, and, you know, we have very grandiose plans on how we're going to do it. And my whole thing with the network is it's a, a cosign as much as it is an economic opportunity. So I know how to use a cosign better than anybody. Like I've already, we, we used the Umar interview to get seven more interviews. Mm-hmm. So what do you think I'm going to do with a, a multi-million dollar network behind me. Mm-hmm. Whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> Whatever the fuck I want. You know what I'm saying? So Walk, it's like... Walking in the Longhorn. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. For revolt. Uh, for revolt. Yeah, yeah, I need a table for two. Like, yeah, Yo. that's funny as shit. But, um, yeah, man, like I said, uh, it's all good. I'm proud of y'all, man. I'm, I'm, I'm thank very you, proud thank of y'all. You, man. I'm proud of y'all. I'm proud of y'all. Y'all got anything y'all else? Y'all done? I got something else. Man, uh, nah. subscribe to the Patreon, patreon.com slash official TRPE. Yeah, we only uh, recording on Patreon for this like week, maybe next week. Yeah, because we're stockpiling content for the launch or whatever. So it's like our whole plan is to come out the gate with like ten crazy joints like out the gate and just solidify ourselves as the best show. Yeah, over we, there. we we got a big one that we're trying to like really really lock down. Um, you know, keep our fingers crossed. Yeah, right. got you on that one. Oh. The realest podcast ever. Facts. Sandbox. sandbox. This is the Sandbox. Yeah. The sandbox. <laughs> 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 I can love it. Can you all come here back to the Facts. And, uh,